0: All right, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Break the Rules stream. I am your host Lev Poliakov at Lev Po on Twitter, and we are here today, of course, at the uh, great and powerful Giovanni Penichetti No fez today. What is up with the the lack of fez? Well, I
1: don't know. I I don't know. I sometimes I break it out, you know. For depends on the topic. I mean, when politics, I I want to shelter the fez from politics. I mean, mm. if you want, I could probably... I'll... All
0: right, well, we got to play the Fez game next time you wear the Fez, <laughs> where we guess what is under Geo's Fez, and whoever comes well... closest gets a prize. But anyway, we <laughs> are talking today about uh, liberalism, the future of liberalism, as well as, you could say, institutions and things of that nature, and we have two amazing guests here joining us along with Gio. We got... Angel Eduardo, New York City-based writer, musician, photographer, designer, member of the Foundation Against Intolerance and Racism affair, which I've been a big fan of for a long time. And we have the great and the powerful with a, I assure you, it's, uh, uh, I don't know, I kind of want to keep up the kayfabe that this is actually a green screen that uh, <laughs> you are uh, behind because it looks too good to be true. And can you tell the people where exactly, where exactly this is? Sure.
2: Sure. I'm in uh, Costa Rica. I left California in September with my wife and baby and we live out here. Same building as my parents. And yeah, so that's real. And I can assure you it's real because this tan is real. I was as white as you were, Lev, you know, before and now I'm I'm black. <laughs> I'm a black man and uh, I can, you know, I'm coming
0: out. Yeah. and i'm well, black G- well geo may be pale but he's like official geo you're officially a black man right because yeah, you're italian yes, is black, that the-
1: italian x black that is yeah my sorry,
2: sorry 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 look lev you're jewish i'm jewish uh we were the original blacks we were everyone hated us before them and then all of a sudden they took all our glory and then and then like oh we we just get you control the world that's all we have you control the world yeah but like what about the hatred you guys used to have like I I keep hearing about anti-Semitism. I don't really experience it other than from other Jews. So, you know. Mm. No, Jews tend to be especially like. Well, them them too. But I do
0: find that uh, Jews, as far as uh, like the leftist Jews, tend to be some of the most anti-Semitic people of all time. In my opinion, but uh, but but before but before we keep going, I just want to also uh, say uh, an intro to Josh Cash. They get to do it. So yes, so Patreon.com/slash WrongOp. Uh, you are the head, the founder, the curator, the guru of the Wrong Opinion podcast, which I highly recommend everybody to check out. I'm going to post it in the chat as well. And before we get started with this conversation about the institutions, I want to ask, starting with Angel and then Josh, uh, just why you find yourself to be in the place where you are today as far as how you perceive the world, and then ask you about... Uh, well, the big question, whether you think that liberalism can survive, but also how you would define liberalism. So there we hmm. go. Let's start with Angel.
3: Yeah, no pressure, right? Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, how I find myself where I am. Uh, I I have trouble shutting up. Um, I I've always been that kid that talked back to his parents. Um, so I, I just kind of keep that same energy. Um, when something doesn't make sense, I say so, uh, or when it doesn't make sense to me anyway, I say so. And I ask questions and I try to make sense myself and figure out what the hell's going on. And, uh, lately I've added the kind of goal for myself of trying to help others make sense. Um, or, you know, have us make sense together. That's kind of my whole deal. Uh, and, you know, approach approach other people with curiosity and compassion rather than, you know, enmity and hatred and venom. Um, so what do I think liberalism is? I mean, I think it's the opposite of, well, yeah, obviously it's the opposite of illiberalism, like in terms of, um, you know, an openness to ideas, an openness to inquiry, an openness to experience um and a general kind of desire to move more in that direction than in the opposite direction that's sort of my off-the-cuff kind of idea of what i would consider liberalism there and uh what was the last question
0: uh, the last question was, well, we talked about liberalism and uh, where you came from. And, uh, well, I guess this kind of cements exactly the way that I want this conversation to go to as far as what exactly defines liberalism, where you are, and what kind of battle do you see raging on right now between mm. the various uh, sides? What is the battle about in, the, in your mind?
3: Uh, I would say that the majority of the issues that we're facing are the result of miscommunication people misunderstanding one another and also misunderstanding themselves misunderstanding what it is that they really want and how best to actually try to get those things and also i think people underestimating just how much we really need one another in order to foster a productive creative you know entrepreneurial a successful society this social project that we have um i, I think that's really the key for for me
0: i uh, i definitely agree with that but the ultimate question then going back to the original topic would be mm-hmm. do you see this liberal society as being salvageable as being something that it is possible to get back to and then the other question would be and josh did a, a recent um, episode about this mm-hmm. is it is it worth going back uh what is it that we are going back to which kind of brings us to the mm-hmm. original question of what is liberalism which <laughs> you define more by what it isn't but that still leaves that gap open
3: uh no, I mean, you know liberalism is an openness to ideas it's a kind of it's kind of a the idea of freedom and freedom of inquiry and freedom of experience and freedom of expression and openness to expression and openness to experience and openness to divergent views um It's generally kind of you know let's let's take it all in and work it out and see what happens. That's my conception of it, and I don't really think that there's there's a there to go back to i don't think we necessarily left i think that it's easy to get lost in the weeds but i but overall um many of the problems we're facing many of the arguments we're having are kind of champagne problems they're kind of champagne arguments it's kind of you know we're quibbling about these relatively small things because so much of the bigger things are kind of handled or accepted right and now that doesn't mean that there aren't problems that are serious there are and it doesn't mean we shouldn't worry about things we should but for me when i zoom it out into like the larger context it's kind of it feels to me very similar to you know uh when people are complaining about or or getting into a rage about halloween costumes that to me signifies that everything else going on in their life is pretty much okay because right, they have the time to focus on something so relatively small. Um, I feel like we're kind of in concentric circle versions of that same dynamic. So I,
0: Yeah, I definitely see an aspect of that as well. To And I want to get Josh's opinion on this, but to play devil's advocate hmm. against that notion, I would say that there are certain things that if only you had a time machine when you're living in a dystopia, you would say, you know what, I can go back to this time and prevent this from happening even mm. if the people back then wouldn't really see it as being that much of a big deal. And I think that's the question in a lot of people's minds, even, yeah, those who, yeah, even those who are not seeing exactly the dystopian vision uh, that others may, they may still right. be thinking like, are we getting inching closer and closer to that? And yeah. that's what I think makes people frustrated. But uh, Josh, uh, let me know what you think.
2: Um, can you ask me the question again? Just because sure. that was like a lot of stuff going on. I agree with um his his definition of, of of liberalism or you know the origins of of liberalism, but it's kind of spiraled out of control after that. Um <laughs> so just repeat the question, but there's one thing I did want to mention. Um, like with people complaining about trivial stuff, yeah, obviously that's happening. It's happening because people have way too much time on their hands because we are in the the greatest era of comfort in history. We have an overabundance of comfort. So, so right. people who typically would have never paid attention to politics or anything like that are paying attention. And since most people are stupid, uh, which is just, <laughs> that's just how it is. Uh-huh. Most, no, on any side, I'm not even picking a side. Most people are stupid. They're gonna gravitate towards the easy things to be outraged about regardless of side. So I agree with him on that, but there are massive problems going on today. Uh, I'm not even talking about, like...
0: Oh, and this you is know. YouTube, so we have to be careful about the certain words. we got to use Creole when it comes to mm. the, oh. uh, the certain, whatchamacallit. No, call no, it. no, no, I wasn't going to say know. any
2: R-words or N-words or anything. Don't worry.
1: I think you could say the R-word, though. That's on YouTube. Mm. No,
2: no I, mean, they,
0: no, I mean, yeah, the, back, the Backstreet Boys yeah. World Tour. That's what I uh, oh, call the thing. Oh, that's yeah, uh, yeah. That's going on right now still. I mean, it's kind of going into, into a closing right now, but, uh, you know... You never know what well, the I was going
2: say I was going to say that that you know uh some some weeks we might be on the brink of war with Russia, which isn't true. It's not going to happen mm-hmm. uh and and people might think like that's the big topic of today. it's not. Um, I think that when you especially when you have when you when you um have a family or you're starting to have a family, you start kind of becoming a little bit more overprotective um and and I think that it's it's called for just because right now the amount of information that is being pumped into every household daily, it's it, it it overshadows the amount of information people used to get in a whole year. I mean, it's a, it's a constant stream. It's a constant Mm -hmm. flow of, uh, it's like, it is an info war. I mean, Alex Jones is right. That's a perfect name for anything. Really. It's, it's really (laughs) relevant and it's true. It's, it's again, regardless of any side, you're at war every day. And, and there is, um, there is direct attacks on your kids for some reason. I don't know why people maybe get off on it, but they they you know. Uh, and, and I think that the only way to have a stable society is to have is, is to have a you know stable brand new generation coming up, and it's it's kind of impossible with the constant stream of attacks. So I'm not uh, of the mindset that we should be worried about what the M and M's are doing if they if they have a new costume or if there's a woman who was a man or that's an M and M like that's on them. I, I, who care? I really don't, you shouldn't even be buying those anyways because they're, 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 they're garbage for you. They're, they're like, they're made to, to lower your testosterone levels. Um, we should be (laughs) It's true. No, like all model, all modern food, all, all processed foods do that. They all do that. Um, they lower
3: testosterone
2: every, yes. Oh yeah. Microplastics. Yep. Well, also that, but, but, they do you want okay. to, you want to know, you want to know my source i mean if you
3: say Alex sorry Stone, no leave. source okay let's
2: go. but ask <laughs> ask the question the, the, did, did i answer the question actually or you're uh, the boss
0: par- okay partly you answered it but partly you did not so the question is okay. whether liberalism is something that you think is salvageable but also would you agree with uh, angel's definition of liberalism
2: it sounds right to me, but maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it sounds right to me. Um, I think, like, the tenets of, of liberalism are um, things we should revere, you know? I mean, like, uh, free speech is a relatively new concept. It didn't really exist throughout history, although I do um, romanticize about, you know, parts of ancient Rome. I mean, you know, a lot of their structures are still, are still uh, standing, you know? Their roads are better than Pittsburgh's. So there's a lot of things to revere about the past. (laughs) You know, beauty used to matter. Beauty used to matter. All of these things. There's a lot of things to revere about the past. But, um, Mm -hmm. you know, especially something like freedom of speech, which I guess would be a liberal ideal. uh, That's something that uh, we we should try to salvage and save. But it's, again, I mean, that's one of the things right now on the chopping block.
0: Yeah. But uh, the question I think here is... Even if it's something that we want to save, oh, I think there's an echo somewhere, but anyway, even if there is something that we want to save, number one, can it be saved? And number two, when we're talking about things beyond just uh, free speech, the question is, well, what do do people do with the freedom that they are given and what it is that we're trying to preserve? So uh, beyond just the ability to uh, freely speak, which I think is extremely important. But I think there's a frustration people feel that nobody's addressing or very few people are addressing what then? What after people get the opportunity to uh, speak?
2: Well, I mean, like I said, most people are dumb, but still they're human beings and they should be able to express themselves. I mean, a lot of people are mad at Joe Rogan for misinformation or something. Uh, or the n-word, um, and and honestly, like again, it's just don't listen to him. Like, who cares? And the reason people are gravitating towards him is because the institutions failed. The institutions had the trust of the people, and now they don't. And now they're mad. Well, it's your fault. The mask is off. We know what you guys want to do. You know, we know we know how you want to sway us, and and um, you know, uh, I, I like it's it's not our fault. We don't trust you. So. Is it, worth, is it worth saving? Um, I was kind of saying this today on my podcast because I, I saw the topic of this and it got me thinking and I couldn't not talk about it. I think that it is worth saving, but not in the way you think. I think it's worth saving and, you you know, s- starting with, with the roots, like the roots, meaning um, if you decide to have a family, which I suggest everyone does. I I think it's a, you bring a whole new meaning to your life. It's absolutely amazing. It's unfathomable. I can't describe, describe it to people who, who haven't done it. It's just, you got to do it. Um, The best thing we could do is, is raise the next generation to be very strong and, and not pussies. I mean, even if it's a girl, she shouldn't be a pussy and she should, I, I would raise a girl differently than a guy, obviously, but, but you know, um i think that that's the solution i mean even 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 households with both parents the dad is probably just a consumer he doesn't know how to rate, he he doesn't know how to be a masculine uh, figure that that his son should look up to i mean that's just wh- what we are now it's just massive consumers our identity is what we consume there's nothing that we are um, really teaching the next generation We're not teaching them skills. We're not teaching them any... I mean, even like how to balance their bank account or checkbook or, um, you know, make food or go hunting or defend yourself. Uh, People don't know how to do anything. So I think we're going about it the wrong way. Like a lot of conservatives nowadays go to complain to school boards thinking, oh, this is going to change something. But even if it does, it's like 10 years later. Your kid is out of school and the damage is done. So I don't think it's worth saving in the sense that we should try to lobby our politicians that you know should in theory listen to us but they don't and then we're like why aren't you listening we're gonna out we're gonna vote you out of office and put someone else in great that's gonna fix anything um, I think that we should raise the strong the, the next generation to be very strong I think that's the solution and then and then uh, uh, we we build a new from the ashes of America and make America hmm two or something. Maybe I'm crazy and stupid and wrong, but that's kind of what I'm thinking.
0: So by the by the ashes, you're talking about accelerationism in a way. And I'm not saying that you're accelerationist, but it does sound that what you predict well, is that's, gonna to, happen. I don't know,
1: it, love that's kind of a misappropriation of the term, but
0: Well what would you say accelerationism is? Just so we define the terms properly here.
1: Well the me I mean the the well the idea you're putting forth is that you are you want to sort of like uh, what did the Marxists used to say? Um, accentuate the contradictions, where you're sort of c- accelerating the conditions of decay in order to, acce- you know, mm. yeah. emanatize collapse. But acceleration well, and, and, and that's totally why I said. from like you know the Nick Land. Mm. Um, you know, but that's why it, I said whatever. that Josh
0: is not an accelerationist, but he is somebody. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you're somebody who's predicting that this is the way things are going to go, so you're yeah. preparing ahead of time. Now, Angel, mm, yeah. I know that you are fighting the good fight along with the people at Fair, uh, having to do with going into the school boards and talking about all of this stuff. And uh, the mm-hmm. question, the question I have for you is based on what Josh was talking about. Is this just one of those things where you want to put in as much effort as possible and hope it works? Is it something that you're absolutely sure is going to work? Or is there still a part of you that agrees with Josh that this is just delaying the inevitable? Or can the inevitable be avoided?
3: <laughs> well, by definition, no. The inevitable cannot be avoided. But I'm not sure that I share um, the worldview I don't, I I mean, there's a lot of catastrophizing and there's a lot of kind of apocalypticism going around from all directions. And I don't, I don't share it. I think that there are definitely serious problems and we could always destroy ourselves. That's always been true. That always will be true is that uh, none of this is guaranteed. But I definitely subscribe to the Steven Pinker kind of point of view that you know, if you zoom out, progress is always moving in the right direction. Things are always moving in the right direction. Right now is is the best, most prosperous, healthiest time to be alive. And that will probably always be true. And it's been true no matter where you stop on the you know, it's way better than no matter where you are on the timeline, it's way better to be there than Fifty years, a hundred years, two hundred years, three hundred years before that. Um
0: mm, I, I'd argue with ancient Rome there was a time when it was better and then it became worse, Geo. Yes, it did. You know that. Well, sure, but yeah in the I end, mean, of course. That's,
3: that's also <laughs> true like today. If you live in a war zone, your life sucks and it's awful. Yeah. But I'm talking, we'll- you know.
2: I'm speaking. We're talking about the west, out, right? Yeah, we're talking about the west, <laughs> uh, right?
3: Well, no, even 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 you know even in the places where there's still terrible suffering, it's a different kind of suffering than you would have gotten a hundred years ago.
0: Mm. Well, and hunger has been, been uh, virtually yeah. eliminated, right? People are not going as hungry as they uh, as they did before.
3: Yeah, I mean, sure, it depends, and you know, when you zoom in a little bit, things start to you know, you see the bar kind of. Much mm. in a much more jagged way, but I'm talking about the zoomed out view of just overall, it's an upward motion, and it's that's good. That's that's that doesn't mean that there are no problems, it doesn't mean that there's nothing to do, there's nothing to fix, or worry, or nothing to worry about. But it does mean that we seem to be stumbling our way into progress despite ourselves often now you know, zooming back in, of course, there are problems. And there are a lot of ways that we can screw ourselves up. And we should be mindful of those things. But I think having a general kind of, uh, you know, optimism, or, or, or idealism about things is helpful, it's, it's helpful to contextualize things in a way where you understand that, you know, uh, to, you know, two things have always been true, right now is the best time to be alive, generally speaking. And things are generally speaking getting better and better, always. And everyone always thinks they're getting worse. Everyone always <laughs> thinks we're living in the worst possible time. Everything's going to go into hell in a handbasket, et cetera, et cetera. Those two things are always true at the same time.
0: Especially think- all of you online. Well, I, I don't know. I
2: <laughs> do you do you think do you think uh, people have more meaning in their life today than you know, let's say, hundred years ago or two hundred years ago? Like average, like the average person in the United States, do you think they're walking around like feeling like they have more meaning in their lives and they're more fulfilled now than they were a hundred years ago, two hundred years ago?
3: Mm. I guess it depends on what you mean by meaning. Because I
2: don't I I, I don't really um, think happiness is like the ultimate thing to attain. I, you know, you need to have a little bit of suffering you need to have a little bit of all the feelings, but for some reason now. People are are on the hunt for constant needs of happiness and and mm-hmm. and in forms of of cheap dopamine hits. I mean, and I, I think I that
3: like that's always uh, been true too. I think that's always been true too. Well,
2: but the difference is is now it's actually um, accessible, uh, on demand, and we don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I think that now, I mean, you know, look, I'm not a religious person, but I, I like one of the things you asked was, oh, fuck, I forgot, but but. It, the, one of the things I was gonna say was that I used to be way more liberal. Uh, I mean, I'm 35 now. I used to be—I uh, I, I considered myself libertarian, live and let live. All of that, live and let live, just doesn't work um, because if you want to go hide in a forest or something, eventually someone's gonna come knocking and being like, "Hey, that's mine. You can't—or or you can't do this. You can't live off the grid. It's—it's it's not healthy for you. So eventually, someone's gonna come and you know kick you off off your own land. It's gonna happen. But um, I was more liberal when I was younger, and um, you know I thought like the do what feels good thing is fine, and and but but a, a society as a whole cannot function properly when that is the thing that people are all striving to uh, are striving for to either attain or achieve or whatever. Um, we but we you, need. That's
1: the
0: thing, though. That's oh sorry, sorry, to cut you off. No, no,
2: you, some, yeah. But to you
0: contextualize it a little bit more. What you're saying, it may be true, but to what Angel was saying, is this an issue which is uh, smaller, which is like within the, all these various details that are worked out in the process of us going into a more, uh, you know, a, a, a better society? It doesn't or, seem or like... Or is this the issue? Because that's a big difference, right? Well, that's right, what Angel? I mean, like...
1: Lev. That's, You have to realize that unless... Well, sorry, Josh, you go first and then I'll... Well, I was just going to
2: say like the things I talk about seem kind of fringe. Like it doesn't seem like the, the, the masses ever really want to even, um, even, even have this sort of conversation like porn Mm -hmm. as an example, there's like an overabundance of porn you can get. And it's, first of all, people think it's free. It's not, um, you know, you're, you're pretty much giving away the fire in your belly as a young man. I mean, you're, you're like giving away your drive, you're, you're. You, you know whatever that's beside that's i don't want to talk about that but what I, i'm just using i'm using it as an example um read the like last an over-
1: psychiatrist book sadly porn to learn more huh? there's this great book that just came out by the last psychiatrist he's an actual psychiatrist he had a blog called uh, the last psychiatrist where he wrote this book about pornography and uh yeah it's effects on mm. the thing is is
2: like people it doesn't even seem like it's a topic that's on anyone's mind to begin with which to me it's a little bit of troubling i mean well um
3: people are writing books about it so
2: yeah but that doesn't mean people are
0: reading it <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Only but,
2: only but, internet schizos read this guy. Yeah, too, yeah
0: I mean, like people I, like I me. Mean, but, I mean, uh, but it does. Uh, but gentlemen, it does go back to the question of micro versus macro. And by the way, Josh, I think you have the echo going on because you're not wearing any headphones. So I hear myself. Uh, I think it's. I think it's from you. I'm not sure, or it could be from Angel. Either <laughs> yeah, I'm not one. Come either. To your computer. Yes, I'm not sure, but it uh, doesn't matter. Well,
1: I have a point, Lev. I mean, me right ahead, right after
0: man. I make the point, I would oh, love ge- for you to ge- make your point as well. Ge- geo geo so my geo hashtag geo harassment. No, my point is is this. So if we're in a situation where we're looking at pornography or we're looking at any societal ill, the question we have to ask ourselves is, are these growing pains in a society that's progressing to something better? Or are these things we're talking about the things that are going to upend and completely destroy uh, the society or maybe in a lighter way, turn the society into some uh, third world hellscape? So that's the big question that I think people are not really not really looking at, because either people say it's all doom and gloom, or people say it's nothing. But how do we know whether it's one or the other? So, Angel, uh, let me know what you Mm -hmm.
3: think. I don't think it is one or the other. I don't think I think those are both unreasonable options. Um, I don't think that we are on the brink of collapse. I don't think that we're you know. we're anywhere near that sort of thing. Hmm. That doesn't mean that it isn't a danger. That doesn't mean that we can't end up doing it. We can, um, but but there's a certain amount of kind of collective negligence that is required that I don't think we've we've reached yet. Now and again, I I always want to reiterate this that none of this means that there aren't serious things to pay attention to and care about and do something about. Um, and of course, you know. To say no, everything's fine—that's also ridiculous. Because of course, everything is not fine. Um, there are real issues, and we need to address them. It's just about I, being more even keeled, I guess.
2: I think the best way to look at it is—is um, is, uh, let's just pretend we're obsolete. You're probably a millennial. I'm a millennial. Uh, we're probably <laughs> yeah, I'm the same age. Okay, yeah, we're around the same age. Uh, yeah. Let's just pretend we're obsolete. Are you worried about um, the youth and, and the direction they're going in?
3: Uh, (laughs) I feel like all my answers are kind of the same. Like I, I can see issues, right? But, but, but but like, I'm talking about major,
2: major issues, like major issues. There, there, there are some issues
3: for sure. There are new issues. There are, there are definitely things that, um, kids today have to deal with that I didn't have to deal with. You and I didn't have to deal with, right? No. Yeah. We, we went through most of school most of our education without cell
2: phones right and like we weren't and, and, in, like internet was shitty like you kind of had to go somewhere yeah. to use it it was the right. frontier yeah yeah
3: so so you know you and i grew up in a place where it was like you know the late 90s pretty much when we were using so i internet think in any kind of reasonable way yeah you know? right yeah so, so i think like when we gonna, were- well i was going to say that 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 that's going to have an effect you know uh Ten-year-olds with cell phones Mm -hmm. and Instagram Mm -hmm. accounts—that's going to do something, right? That's going. There's no way Mm -hmm. that it's just nothing, no big deal. No, of course it's it's a new thing. It's different. Um, I think so. There are concerns like that, but I also keep in mind that, you know, my parents were worried about my generation and people their age were like, "Oh, these kids don't know shit." You know, they're they're paying attention to the worst possible things, right? Like I'm a musician, so I spent so many of my Of my years kind of playing music doing all that stuff that would be considered a ridiculous pursuit by my parents my immigrant parents who came here from the dominican republic you know they're like they busted their asses to work their way from you know living in somebody's attic to owning a home in the suburbs right with four kids and there's two cars and there's a pool you know like they did that just through sweat and here i am playing music and saying i want to be an artist you know what i mean like that's that's automatically going to be a generational thing where it's like, Oh my God, like the level of privilege that they gave me just from all the work that they did. Sure. I I can't, yeah. I cannot fathom that kind of a leap for my kids. Right? Like I will never be that distant from my kids. I will never have accomplished as much as my parents did. It's almost impossible. So why there are all these fundamental is just kind did of so generational much? differences.
2: Is it oh, they because they did so much? Or?
3: Yeah. It's like, I would literally have to like, you know, join Elon Musk and like move to Mars, you know what I mean? For it to be a comparable or, or, or to like supersede what my parents did. They left their home country where they, you know, they moved somewhere that they didn't speak the language. My father basically gave up his degree and started over. Right. He needed to, to, to do the education thing again, just to be able to, you know, certify himself and become a professional. My mom went through school here, learning the language and raising me and my, my siblings, uh, they started out in a tiny attic and they moved slowly all the way up to a house in a really nice middle class suburb for me to accomplish something equivalent i would have to become like you know a superstar like a celebrity or something mm. i would have to do something that like that drastic in order well, the, for for it to be a comparable accomplishment
0: well there was yeah. a great quote by uh, john quincy adams that our uh, good friend philip daniel posted in the chat i have to study politics and war so that my sons can study mathematics, commerce, and agriculture, so their sons can study poetry, painting, and music.
2: Whoa. Exactly. Exactly. That's good. But... It's progress. (laughs) go, Go ahead, Gio. Sorry. I think,
1: like, to get back to the original question, I think the problem that we're haggling over is you have to look at the development of liberalism as a, I would say, metaphysical question in terms of what it does or rather what it purports about the human subject itself that's very unique throughout human history is that we are sort of individuals that interact with society and the usual dwelling places that we have that give us um, our own sense of subjectivity has sort of been shattered and that rather people as individuals interact within a social network. And it's like very much from the sort of 19th century enlightenment, Enlightenment era to the 19th century it's sort of that same base assumption that people have so concepts like freedom and choice and so forth these are all very deeply metaphysical questions in terms of how society not just how is governed, but also how human subjectivity is formed and the values from which we derive our sense of identity and purpose and so people don't view it that way because of course liberalism the trick is that it's purported to be like just human nature it's basic assumption of society and that there is a sort of line of progress that develops throughout human history instead of a sort of cyclical model which purports that you know we can progress so far and maybe the next generation will progress farther but inevitably things come to a heed and you know oswald spangler so on and so forth um and that's the problem i think is that it's very it's very easy to purport that liberalism is the sort of default you know tutorial mode position of human existence when there is you know the technological capacity that western society has developed in the time that we live in tends to mask a lot of the contradictions of a liberal system. But I think to Josh's point is that what we're seeing now is that those contradictions within liberalism and within liberalism's view of the human subject as basically just an atomized individual, that it's getting harder and harder to mask it with technology. We need to go to like crazy sci-fi metaverse, um, human battery levels of technological development in order to sort of shield the incredible lack of meaning that people have. And of course, we are materially, of course, advancing. But in terms of what advancement even means or what progress means, for example, Lev, you mentioned human starvation. Well, it is true that materially people are no longer starving to death and there is not cyclical famines that have existed throughout human history. But at the same token, people are more unhealthy than ever, just in in a different way so the problem with the assumption of liberal progress is that really it's just the, what bap calls yeast like bronzy's Pervert. he calls this is like yeast society meaning that it just propagates for its own sake that humanity is sort of a, a giant stomach that you satiate you have tingles that you have to you know you have to coom
0: because of the the yeah.
1: vr anime queen but weren't not, people you know, always always like that in the little no, that
0: villages too? That would be my counter to that, because we well, have this no, assumption but, that everybody what was what I mean living this traditional it, life. But
1: no, but that's what I mean, love. Is that the problem with liberalism is that it metaphysically views the subject as a giant stomach, and, and a series of erogenous zones to satiate, and so in that system, it's kind of impossible to have any. I would say traditional notion of civic obligation or national identity, or even one's identity towards and and sort of capacity for community and capacity for love towards one's community or filial piety. Those things become irrelevant because of course, what comes with liberalism and its assumption about human nature is the sort of omnipotent managerial state that has to naturally arise from that view of the human subject. Because how are you going to administer people? You can't. It's impossible. You need a sort of um, technocratic overmind, if you will, to in the absence of things like traditional religion and family structures, you need this overmind to regulate people's base desires into, you know, somewhat more amicable desires for society to function. So, for example, if you're in a wagey kg and you go to your, you know, five, nine to five or, well, you don't even go to it anymore. It's work from home. Now the wagey cagey is home. <laughs> so I- in order to make sure that you're not going to chimp out, if you will, uh, then you're mm-hmm. going to have to have different forms of Soma. You're going to have more addicting Netflix shows. You're going to have more addicting substances within the food and water and so forth. And so yep. I'm just rambling right now. Mm-hmm. It's- but, uh, oh. but, but
0: Angel, I'm curious uh, what you make of uh, Gio's uh, g- conclusions here.
3: Uh, I think that Geo's bookshelf is much bigger than mine. <laughs>
0: oh, shit!
3: <laughs> so,
2: <laughs> yeah, did you read all those books, or you just have them? I decoration skimmed through all of those books.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, ju- I mean, I just mean oh, he, cool. he's—he seems much more philosophically well-read than I am. Yeah, I know. That's uh, why I I, I asked, like,
0: did he
2: read them?
1: But the
0: question is not (laughs) even... I wasted
1: a whole lot of time in (laughs)
2: university. Yes.
0: No, the question is not even so much about uh, philosophy here as much as how much to the best of our abilities can we know whether the uh, qualities that Geo attributes to human beings is something that is or is not going to uh going to be the case and i know this kind of a cyclical conversation because we've kind of been down this road too but specifically with this question of meaning whether people had meaning in the past or whether they were still like kind of like NPC ish still programmed to act a certain way without being aware of it and how much is the kind of things that people are being led through today in, um, in society, especially younger people, how much mm-hmm. is that going to make them act one way versus another? If you were to, let's say, st- Angel, if you were to steel man the arguments that Josh and Gio are bringing forth here as far as what may possibly happen, mm-hmm. my next question would be, what would be the solution to that? how can we actually go about solving it instead of saying, well, maybe it's going to happen, maybe it's not going to happen. What are the Mm -hmm. things that we can do that we're not doing at the moment?
3: I definitely can see the point of there being a kind of spiritual crisis for people. I'm not sure how much different it is fundamentally now than 100 years ago. Um, I can, I can envision, you know, uh, a reality a hundred years, 200 years ago where the vast majority of people are religious and go to church and do the whole spiel. And there's a certain sense of meaning that is granted by, uh, you know, submitting yourself to those systems and structures. But I think that there, there would, there's also a kind of oppressiveness to it because, there were certainly people who didn't believe. There were certainly people who were confused and had questions and felt they couldn't ask them. And then you have this kind of spiritual crisis happening within them without any way for them to voice it. Um, and I think that's so much of the issue is that we have, we all we have is a series of trade-offs. And so, you know, we've, in my view, done the right thing of becoming a more secular society right? Because it's more open. It is more liberal. um, And, you know, it's more uh, rejecting of nonsense, what I think is objective nonsense, but there's a trade off, right? There's the, you know, to reduce it just down to the individual level, right? There is a sense in which someone who gives up their religious faith or religious upbringing is giving up more than just a set of ideas. They're giving up a sense of self. They're giving up a community. They're giving up a sense of purpose. They're giving up, you know, if you, if they do the afterlife thing, they're giving that up, right? Uh, the, that now becomes, at best, a question mark. And all of that is going to have psychological and spiritual effects on,
0: hmm.
3: on, you know, their personality, their sense of self, all that stuff. And then they have to do a bunch of work. That's the issue, is that, you know, I went through this. I, I was raised Catholic and I was a believer. And, you know, to the extent that, you know, that's what I was told. I believed it and I asked too many questions and then eventually worked my way to the other side. Right. I had to fill all those gaps. I had to fill that that void that was created by the lies that I was told. But um, I also think, I think you're, it's an, you're,
0: you're, you're an extraordinary individual in comparison See, to... That's,
3: that's what people say, uh, and not I think that it's I get true. that all the time. But but people do say that, and I don't think that that's true. I think I don't think there's anything special about it. I think it's just the fact that I did it. Like
0: mm. I would say, and, there's and, a and different, I, and I
3: don't think that. Well, sorry, but I, no, I no, don't think ahead. that. I think that part of the reason so many people don't do it is not because it's difficult and scary. I think that it's because we don't have any kind of culture that encourages it. I think we have cultures that that kind of encourage the easy ways out to things. So go back to church or, you know, become a punk or become a goth or become a skater or become a jock. Those are the things that people replace that stuff with and it doesn't work, right? So, you know, think about a, a 40-year-old goth that's fucking ridiculous, right? Like it's,
0: it's yes. You're not 17.
3: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. This is supposed to yeah. be a phase. You know, you could still like the music. Well,
0: Goth stuff, has been replaced I mean. now. Yeah, but to hum. You yeah, know. but all these things you're saying, Angel, they've been replaced now. I think by being non-binary. That's the new. That's the new thing. The new identity that there's people can assume. If they're yeah, not. Yeah, there's
3: definitely. Uh, um, there's definitely some of that. Sure, I think that you know it's more complicated. I think it's difficult. And I think a lot of people are doing things without even knowing what they're doing. Um, And I think there are people who really genuinely just feel that way and are now being given the opportunity to express that without censure. But yes, I, I do think that even then your political affiliation, your tribal affiliation, your race, you know, your quote unquote race, all those things are, are also in that list of, of traits that you try to, basically form a sense of form an entire self out of and they're inadequate all of those things are inadequate and that's why we still feel this kind of uneasiness this sense Mm -hmm. of of spiritual crisis even though we have these things because they're empty it's empty calories you're not really getting the nutrition you you want
0: but is it you that's getting the nutrition i want to go to Josh for this as well is it you that's getting the nutrition by yourself or is it you being exposed to all kinds of different advertisements all kinds of uh, influencers that put mm. certain ideas we in your mind of, uh, of, of, we need the diet that's what yeah repeat <laughs> diet exactly uh, put things in your mind of who you are what you believe in and mm. to uh, to counter what you were saying about you not being an extraordinary person, I would say that people who can create the kind of music that you create, that is already going to a higher level than most people. I I would still, I I would die on that hill. And the reason also that I'm saying this is, I think that there are a lot of people out there who can be encouraged to do good things in life to be useful to their community. But this idea that people have that once all our problems are solved, everybody gets to be an artist and yada, yada, yada. I think that is the mentality that we're also seeing a negative result of in terms of not having any kind of gatekeeping at all for, Mm. except politics. There is political gatekeeping, but except for that. (laughs) Otherwise, if we're talking about the kind of culture that's encouraged, like there was that show, Wow Wow Wubsy, where there was a song saying like, you are good, just the way you are, you're a star. I think it's much better what the Japanese are doing, where they have examples of characters that go through a certain amount of strife, like, I don't know, Luffy from One Piece, for instance. And these are characters mm-hmm. that grow because of the various challenges that are presented to them, instead of this, I think, in my opinion, absolutely idiotic thing where... You are, you know, you're already great and special and you're wonderful Yas, Queen, Slay. You know, it's all the same kind of encouragement that I think makes people weak because there's no pressure that they're fighting against. And uh, Angel, mm-hmm. I would love to get your thoughts on that. But Josh, I would love for you to, um, you know, express <laughs> express yourself. I feel like we're all like in the hippie circle over here with a fireplace <laughs> and drums, but express yourself on that, well, uh, on that as well.
3: I'll just say quickly that I think that that is kind of conflating two things. There's there's a conflation happening in the people who do these things. These people that want to constantly affirm themselves and one another or want constant affirmation. You mean women? It's not <laughs> Well, <laughs> I know I know many dudes who are like this. I but, know, I know. Uh, it's true. A lot of them. yeah. It's well, that's that's a that's a hunger for something, right? And it's not a, it's not the same as the thing that it's being presented as, right? What they want is for someone to tell them you're okay, right? You're not like it's okay that you're confused. It's okay that you're scared. It's okay that you're you feel inadequate or insecure. Those are normal things, and so it's an overcompensation for that sort of stuff in my mind. Um, But the other thing about you know conflict is that we crave it, no matter what. We just want we want it. So you know nobody wants to watch a movie of five people having dinner. at a table and having normal conversation how was your day everything's great and there's no argument everybody's nice everything's fine right that's a boring movie what they want is conflict right everything is about conflict storytelling is all about conflict you need tension right even music music is tension like literally you know you have to stretch metal across a piece of wood and and crank it tight and get it to a certain level of tension so that the right note comes out right that's just the yeah. fundamental nature of things and i think we have an innate sort of desire for that stuff but if we don't if we don't sublimate that desire if we don't put that desire into productive avenues it will come out in unproductive avenues so those same kinds of people that you're talking about the yas queen people and you know the constant affirmation people <laughs> it doesn't surprise me that the most vicious people that I encounter the most, the people who come at you so viciously and want to be as venomous as they possibly can have that same sort of attitude, you know, a lot of them where they they're that way one day or in one instance, and then they flip that switch on and all that venom comes out the Mm. other. It's not a surprise to me that that's happening in the same person because things are just being sent down the wrong tubes.
0: So well, w- within their group, I'd say that there is this any, you could say, Mary Sue character that's drawn up in Tumblr. Nothing's wrong with them. If you are a particular mm-hmm. minority, there's not going to be any problems with you. You're going to be great. And it's only the white people that are going to have the problems. While at the same time, the people who are, you know, the Nazis and the bigots, they are the declared enemy here. And they are definitely the, uh, th- the people who provide the tension that you were talking mm-hmm. about in this particular sphere. The heels love. The Yeah, heels. the heels, exactly, mm-hmm. like in wrestling. <laughs> but there's not that much attention paid to what internal things could be done within whatever community you're in to actually lift you up because the pressure is not being applied on you other than just being this kind of like casual internet activist, you know, ratting on people, <laughs> doing doing those kind of things. But uh, Josh, I'm curious, when it comes to this kind of culture that we're talking about here, uh, you don't think that the NBs, whatever you want to call them, that these are people who can be... I'm going to use the word salvaged again, for lack of a better term. But what do you expect is going to happen here with uh, the majority of the people who are caught up in this us versus them mentality, especially more on the Internet left? And uh, if there is no salvaging, what do you think is going to happen next? But maybe there is some salvaging. If you were in charge, what would you do? How would you salvage the situation? That would be the last question. Oh, my God. Well, this is now we're getting
2: into (laughs) like political uh, solutions because that's like if i was in charge what i would do is mass deport like 30 million people and, <laughs> and, and close the borders you know like people seriously <laughs> and close the borders and, and 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 go back to pre-1965 numbers of how many people would come into the country um wow. you know something something like that that's what i would do um look the the world it, it's 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 the world Sorry, is gonna have a much. wait what huh?
3: that wouldn't fix much
2: no I'm well, I mean, it would fix, like oh, if it was no. possible to to preserve the border and to preserve hmm. the nation and to preserve hmm. the meaning of of what the country was founded on then yeah I mean it, it would help it would also help um, the rest of the world I mean the the, the fact of the matter is, is that the United States is um it's it's basically non-existent anymore. It's, it's part of the globalist community. I mean, there really is no more national identity. We're letting in millions of people into the country a year. We're not kicking them out. And there is no, uh, there's no, there's no more social cohesion. There's, there's nothing that binds us together or anything like that. I mean, the stuff we, we were talking about before was not really, it was more philosophical and, and, you know, religious stuff than, than, you know, political. So we're, we, we're doing like a hard turn right now into something else. Um, uh, the the thing with secularism and what you guys were talking about before, it's like it sounds nice and, and I agree a lot of that sounds nice. It's just we have I don't know what we re, we what we replaced what we had before with. I don't know if it if it um Well, we have is, a
1: oppressive social religion that's probably what replaced hmm. it. If
0: anything No but, no but I know,
2: I- but what I'm talking about is humans have an inherent need whether we like it or not to believe in a higher power. So the higher power right now might be the government to some people, might be Dr. Fauci to other people. It's like a bunch (laughs) of different kinds of people. It's mm, like a bunch nah. of different kinds of people, and and it's also like what you were saying with the goth thing. It's fashionable, like it's you know interchangeable. It's, it's 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 like it's like what we like when we're teens, and then we change it when we're you know slightly older, and then we change it again. We keep tinkering, and that's what people are doing with all these things. People have an inherent need to believe in something higher. I don't know what we replaced it with. I don't know if it's better than the religion uh, that people believed in before. I'm not religious, but the older I've gotten, I do revere the the. You know, I do revere the, the institutions a little bit more um, than I did when I was younger. And I, I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. institutions ran by people. It's always going to have corruption. Literally everything has corruption yeah. because we're humans. We're not perfect. But the but the heart of it is that that people have a need to believe in something bigger. And it's it, they replaced it with absolutely nothing right now. Absolutely Mm -hmm. nothing. And the fact of the matter is, is that there are people who are happy and who live fulfilled, fulfilling lives, who are atheists or whatever. But you're talking about a really small group of people, in my opinion. I mean, it's kind of like seeing a healthy vegan. Yeah, there are healthy (laughs) vegans because they get all these really cool powders and they figured out the combination. Uh, But most vegans look like they're about to die and they're not healthy because they're (laughs) going against nature. And and, and going against God is going True. against nature. That's funny. I mean, like it is, it is a natural part of human. And I'm not ta- when I say God, I'm not talking about specific religion. Insert specific mm. religion here. You're talking I'm not, about something I'm higher, about higher the, than yourself. Yes, it's an it's it's something that's innately in all of us, and mm. and for some reason, part of. Modern society right now is to kill nature. We must de- completely detach ourselves good. from nature. We must completely detach ourselves from how we have lived for hundreds of thousands of years before religion. Um, and and I don't know I don't know if what we replaced mm. it with is is anything worth salvaging. So I think that the original mm. t- tenets of liberalism, which really today would be conservatism, Um, I mean, because like go to a liberal 200 years ago, they would be the most conservative. They would be far right extremist. They would be Nazi. They would be whatever you want to call them. They would be the most extreme conservative there is today. Um, Yeah, that's I I, like I agree with what the with with like their view of what liberalism is. The thing is, is like that John Quincy Adams quote is so perfect because Mm. that's literally what happens. And that's why that, you know, things are cyclical and but the thing is is that we're entering a new age right now that i don't know what the outcome of it will be i don't know what will happen with this new generation of of the youth because they're exposed to things like what angel and i were talking about before they're exposed to things that we uh, couldn't even fathom 20 years ago i mean like it's such mm-hmm. a it's it's a weird experiment that we do not know what the outcome will be and and um not well, only that
1: example
2: wait wait one second last thing Mm -hmm. and then you go uh and then when they hear from angel yeah we don't know what the outcome will be and things are moving so quickly that that like generate the the gaps between generations used to be like like 30 40 years or whatever now it's like every 10 years or maybe even it's getting smaller and smaller you know because things are moving so quickly i don't know but i hope i kind of answered your you know question I hope.
1: <laughs> In between like late and core millennial is like a world of difference. Let alone yeah. like millennial, like uh, me and Lev are like the thirty. Like I'm. We're right below Lev you guys. Thirty-three, and thirty-two. Sorry, Lev. Sorry, you're an age cell. Um, <laughs> so that the distinction between the jump off of like us and Zoomers, we are the last generation mm. to know what a childhood was like before like total internet mm. But Let me give you an illustration of what Josh was saying. Now I like when people post bookshelf. I always try to read the titles, but if I recall, Angel is that the Second Sex behind you right there by um, uh, Dufour?
3: Yeah, it is.
1: There, yeah, I knew it a mile away. Okay, so Beauvoir makes very interesting points. Um, I'm not totally against. Um,
3: I should note of- at this point, since you pointed to it, I should note that most of these books are my wife's. Oh,
1: okay. oh totally mogged so, Um so no, she's
3: uh, she's the brilliant reader. I'm I'm like hopelessly uh, underread.
1: read oh, Well no, so. it's alright. Um
3: You read so music.
1: De Beauvoir makes I don't even deep read deep. music. <laughs> oh, <okay>. oh no <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. No, it's true. I some I I I'm well I, can, I can't read music.
3: I'm at I'm at like my music reading level is at like C spot run that's that. So I can do it, but it'll take me all day.
1: Yeah. Well, sorry so, to cut you off. <laughs> you no, know, no, it's all right. Um, so the second sex de Beauvoir talks about, um, a particular form of female embodiment and how patriarchal norms, uh, frustrate the sort of picture of the woman itself. So she's making very much an ontological argument, right? So it's funny how nowadays, De bouvard in academia, especially in women's studies, has been canceled, quote unquote, because her form of female embodiment is, quote unquote, essentialist. So she's talking about a woman's perspective, living under, well, I mean, of course, I, you know, to me, the word patriarchy means something different. But let's just say, for argument's sake, that patriarchy informs the subjectivity of a woman in a very particular way, right? That's very much repressive. But nowadays, people say that, no, Simone de Beauvoir is repressive. Because she places a, quote, essentialist view of the woman qua woman. Meaning that a, a, a the particular forms of how a woman experiences herself and how she interacts with the world is dictated by her biological... Um, psychic even to some extent spiritual although she was you know french atheist um but which is kind of a different form of atheism by the way it's not like you know the dawkins pinker form of atheism but for argument's sake she has a very materialist view of the subject but she's saying that a woman's selfhood is how they interact with the world but nowadays in gender studies that's beyond reproach because that is like oh, that's, you know, essentialist. You can't say that a woman's embodiment influences her view of the world because what about, I don't want to say it, but you all know the implications of that, you know, very flu- the fluidity hmm. of gender. So I find it very fascinating because nowadays, what Josh is saying about the anti-nature picture of it, something that was affirming women's liberation now is, quote-unquote, oppressing liberation for other groups of uh, identities uh and it's mm. i find it quite fascinating how quickly that discourse has changed because dubois used to be all their age back in like you know the 80s up until the mid-90s in academia nowadays it's like you know she's part of the problem mm. whatever that problem is you know we all we all can guess what group of people we're talking about but i just find it fascinating as an illustration of how the discourse around nature and human nature and human embodiment how that now becomes oppressive and it's like you know it's kind of it's very interesting so yeah, yeah i hope i <laughs> yeah but,
0: no i just I, want I, people to see I that it's a real saying. background not a not a green screen <laughs> but uh if we were to break down also what Josh was talking about, if we were to pick just one thing, because there was a lot of things there, if I were to pick one thing, it would be national identity and the idea that there is nothing that is cohesive to people anymore in the Western world and the United States specifically. Is there? Mm. Would you be able to steel man that? Is that something that you see that is going on? Can you make a case for that going on? And then what would be a solution to that should there be a solution to that
3: um i can see the argument for saying that um there's a lot less of a sense of you know americanness that is that is unifying our culture here in in the united states there's not a kind of a nationalistic sense of like you know this is our country this is what we believe in this is who we are um I can see that there's certainly some of that, but I don't know how bad that actually is necessarily. I think it depends on what takes its place. So it's kind of like what Josh was saying. Um, but the thing the thing is that we have a tendency to romanticize and idealize the past. We have a tendency to uh, look back fondly and not notice all the flaws. Um, and, you know, uh, the thing I was thinking as Josh was talking, especially about, you know, we left religion and, you know, all this sort of thing is is I just kept thinking, you know, when you're single and it sucks and you start thinking, of, thinking about your ex-girlfriend and you're like, oh, you know, that was great. I'd re- I'd be really happy if we just went, if I could just go right back to that right now. And then, you know, uh, I mean, I've been in that situation, right? But then you, you play it out in your head for a few minutes and you start to remember all the daily bullshit that, mm. and, you know, the reason the relationship ended, whatever it is. Uh, and then you go, no, you know what? Fuck that. And I think I think we need to recognize that that's part of the issue. Now, it doesn't mean being single doesn't suck. Right. It still sucks, you know, or it could suck, whatever. Uh, it certainly w- did suck for me. But. You know, just because we don't know where we're headed, just because we don't know what might happen, doesn't mean that we're better off staying where we are or going back to something that we left. Right. And I think that a lot of the ideas that we've abandoned, maybe we should have abandoned. Um, But what, Mm -hmm. you know, the void that they create, again, that's kind of like what I was saying before is that now we have work to do and we might screw up. But The work needs to get done. And I don't think, I think that, you know, not necessarily Josh, but a lot of people kind of say this sort of thing of, you know, this is what happens when we give up religion. This is what happens when we give up this and this and this. And they say it in a way of like, you know, everyone should just go back to church and it'll fix this problem. And they're forgetting what their ex-girlfriend was like on a day-to-day basis. You know, the reason we we broke up in the first place. Um, So that's what I Mm. think there.
0: Or even you could say that, assuming nothing of that sort happened, and I'm sure it did, but if I were to, again, steel man it, I would say that things were great with the church, all the people kind of fell in line to whatever traditional roles they were meant to be, uh, mm-hmm. and you know everything was you know everybody was vibing like that you know they're arranged marriage you don't have to worry about right. you know f- you know this silly thing of uh, Alexander Bard who was on here I would love to get you guys together he made a point about that too how traditionally there wasn't this romance within marriage it was seen as this contract arranged
1: marriage is based for the, <laughs> or, yeah, for the sake
0: of continuing yeah for the sake of the incel and the c- the but on. see that's an interesting example right there <laughs> you want state
1: mediated GFs that's going to be terrible where, oh, where on one hand but
0: that's but that's the interesting thing, right? On one hand, where you have this idea of something very oppressive, where, you know, Romeo and Juliet can't decide to be with each other. It's going to be up to the Capulets and the Montagues to decide who gets paired up with who. But on the other hand, you also have this idea of, oh, it's going to create this stability. So I think the ultimate question where we're kind of inching our way towards here is we don't have a crystal ball. I wish we did. We could probably go into the desert and meditate and then come back, uh, profit, and then we'll be able to solve things, but people hardly have time to meditate as it is. Uh, But (laughs) when it comes to what we are able to do, going back to what I originally said, how can we know as best as we can whether certain policies that are enacted right now uh, are going to result in... You know, this uh, horror beyond all imagination, or if it's going to be something that has worked out, how can we decide whether something that we have in society is acceptable enough to let society work through it, as opposed to saying, wait a minute, this is something that we can say beyond the shadow of a doubt as close as possible, this is something that's extremely dangerous, so much so that we have to act right now and we have to act as hard as possible. We have to act in such a way that's going to make people blush in order to <laughs> rid ourselves of something that we have decided is bad. And I understand, like, you don't have a crystal ball either. So the question is, how do we... What is the first process of going about this? Because that, I think, is something that could bring different sides together, whether you're liberal or conservative or whatever, into yeah. actually... Uh, figuring this whole thing out
3: well in my opinion the the only options we have are to look back at what we've done and assess it uh, as objectively as we can and try not to repeat ourselves in terms of the mistakes we made um keep what works get rid of what didn't work try your best to evolve and um the other thing is collaborate understand that Different people have different perspectives and there's actually value into having conflicting perspectives, engaging with one another, because you're not going to catch everything. You're not going to anticipate everything. But if you put your heads together with other people who come from different perspectives, they have different ideas, um, different fundamental principles, you know, or they're calibrated differently than yours, um, they might catch things that you wouldn't. And the way that that works is liberalism. The way that that works is being open to that sort of free inquiry and free discussion and free debate. Even though you're gonna disagree, that's fine. Disagreement is fine, but having that tension is necessary. So, I mean, we're, we're tying it all together now, but that all that tension is necessary and that collaboration is necessary. Everything that we've we've accomplished as a species has been the result of successful communication and cooperation with one another, right? There's no such thing as a solo album. Right, You know, Prince can play 20 instruments, but he can't play them all at the same time, right? And he can put out an album where he wrote everything and played everything and recorded everything. But when you open up the liner notes, you still see a bunch of other people are listed. Other people had to do things for the, that mm. thing to be in your hands so that you can enjoy it, right? There's no well, such thing click
1: tracks now. as a solo yeah. album,
3: but at the same but even time, then, but... so you need a PR guy, you need a producer, yeah. you need a mixer, yeah, you need an
0: engineer. True. But you, you know, can have a stuff. choice, but you can have a choice of 10 PR uh, uh, fellas, you could have a choice of different. Sure. I mean, look at Prince working I was with the make revolution a large joke right there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You had Prince with right. the Both revolution, being in prison,
1: <laughs> and having a shitty cork yeah. with a little microphone.
0: Right. Well, I mean, Prince was with who else other than the revolution? I just don't remember their names, but you get the idea. There was, uh, yeah. uh who was a uh, the...
1: fascinating studio musicians. He had some yeah. of the best in the world.
0: Yeah. He also brought up uh, Carmen Electra and Sheila E with the drums. You remember Sheila E? She was in uh, oh, ma- yeah. the magic Johnson, the magic hour. Oh man. I completely <laughs> forgot about that show, but, uh, yeah, that, she, she's nice anyway. Yeah. Uh, you and so, could... and the, but
3: the final piece there mm-hmm. is we need to recognize that we are all involved in this common project so that's the reason we should be collaborating and communicating is because all of us have this fundamental incentive towards progress and flourishing right like all of us together need to flourish Mm. together we're all on the same boat there's no such thing as kicking people off the boat there's no getting rid of people right unless you're just going to become a mass murdering lunatic you can't get rid of everybody you have to learn how to work with people and Everyone has that same fundamental goal of, I just want my life to be as good as possible. I want to do better. I want to provide for my family, right? I break it down. Everyone wants safety, security, satisfaction, and success. All of our desires, all of our ideas boil down to those things, and we have them in common. We need to recognize that. And if we recognize that, that will open us up to working with one another.
0: Even the Antifa people, they also have the same qualities? They do. No, no, they... they, the antifa uh, people
2: like raping little boys that's what whoa, whoa, like. whoa we gonna, oh, we're on youtube you here we're on youtube here No, oh, no i meant i meant like grape grapes making wine yes with yes. Them. No. yes yes no well, but the, gosh, grapes, the don't believe. No.
1: but you don't believe that we need a million a billion more americans like maddie ecclesias so
2: is i don't know look it's it's <laughs> pretty idealistic i i used to think that that way like the the whole thing angel was saying that sounds very nice um the collaboration (laughs) and all that which is true i agree i look i agree i agree with that why isn't it happening why isn't it happening now it used to happen the country used to used to flourish it was was flourishing a long time you know not in recent history but i'm not even talking about like in the trump era i'm talking about like you know like the 80s seemed nice to people but that's because again they romanticize the past. But let's yeah. go back even further. Like let's go back before World War II or something. I mean, even how we right. pulled together for World War II to you know, uh, you know rally everyone, rally the troops. Everyone, everyone was was in the same boat. You you have no semblance of that. You almost had that after nine eleven. There was like a little bit of that up in the air. You, you kind of felt mm-hmm. it, but then it kind of died quickly because it was fake. Um, and we don't have that anymore. And it's for for the mean for the mean <laughs> well. reason. I mentioned before of having to deport people. The, there is no social cohesion. The school system is literally designed to teach kids to hate the country. They're tearing down statues yeah. of people, and we're we're like we're ignoring our history. What heroes do kids have anymore? We don't look up to anyone. We do we look up to like stupid people, David Dobrik or whatever. We look up to stupid people <laughs> on YouTube. You know,
1: Influen- uh, Twitch streamers. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, I like, disagree with a lot of that. It's okay. That's that's why Well, that's why we're great. here. That's why that's Break why the Rules is, brings people together who disagree I with hope each other. Are. Totally. Totally. Yeah, like I hope you don't hate me. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. Really. But but um but yeah, I mean all. I I think that the the that there that there really is no sense of social cohesion anymore. Look, I live in Costa Rica. This is a surprisingly nationalistic country, very nationalistic, even though Panama, the people that live in Panama look exactly like they do. They're from the same region. They their ancestors yeah. are probably very similar in, in, in DNA and, and all of that um but they're it's a very nationalistic country they even have their own their own national slogan everyone says it to each other it's like it's like mahalo or whatever in hawaii they say pura vida here and and they they love the country we don't have that anymore in the united states i don't think we will get it anymore uh mm-hmm. especially because of the advancements in technology that kind of completely. Tear us, up, tear us out of our element I mean they do we, you know the, the, so I'm going all over the place but it's because I stay quiet for a long time I mean it's interesting that the the tech sector the tech world is so interesting because they they're all solving problems to things that aren't real problems like postmates is a really good example or all the dating apps ever <laughs> are a good good example <laughs> you know and 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 that's that's kind of the thing it's like once you create this um, nation of consumers, that that are completely detached from one another and completely fragmented i mean it's all it's it's for, for the taking i mean when people talk about globalists and globalism and all of that i mean it's real that that's a that's a real problem they want the world to be completely devoid of identity of tradition of 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 anything they they want they, they want a homogenous world which it works on a on a micro level like a homogenous Japan it's it's interesting they they have z- basically zero zero immigration and their their traditions they, they they're changing a little bit but it's like manageable like you can notice the slight changes but but you know the, there's still national pride in in literally everything they do I mean like the garbage man there wants to be the best garbage man to ever exist in the in the world of garbage men it's not like that anymore. And yes, people do want the same things. People do want security and all that, but right now it's like a gold rush of free shit from the government and and I mean, which is not it's it's it's, it's nothing new, but it's getting so unmanageable and so crazy. We're 30 trillion dollars mm-hmm. in debt. So it's like a bunch of people who are rushing to come here because they know that they won't be kicked out. They're trying to get all this free stuff. They don't know what the country was founded on. They don't care who the founding fathers were or anything like that. And I think that's important. I think it's it's kind of like religion, like in the sense that we need um, – it's, it's not like to romanticize the past, but we need to look to the past to um, create to, – to, to, to preserve like a very stable um, present and future – Mm -hmm. Um, like we, we don't really pass down anything anymore to our kids, which is a, it's, it's a real problem. I think like there's nothing that really is even binding families together. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I did go all over the Well, place. I,
0: I could give you a counterexample to what you're saying, Josh. For example, in Long Island, let's say, and I'm not saying Long Island is the Garden of Eden or anything, but you have people who are working class uh, Italians, Irish, uh, uh, you know, Jewish people as well. You have different kinds of people who even though they came from different parts of uh, Europe, what they were able to achieve in the United States, when they were discriminated against when they first came here, they were able to achieve a certain level of uh, pride and uh, the you know the ability to show everybody like, hey, we came here, we did these uh, you know these amazing things. we are Americans, we love America, we love our country. My approach mm-hmm. is let us have people in the United States who are like that who are able to, show the people that they're integrating into that, regardless of the color of their skin or where they came from, that they are going to live up to exactly the same expectation as the people there have for their children, both intellectually and morally. As far as the standard, regardless of who you are, what color your skin is, yes. is going to be the same. And that yes. way, I think that's going to eliminate discrimination. That's sure. going to, as much as possible. That's going to eliminate racism. Because what we're talking well, about do here that, is but, well, to an extent. To an extent, the but, point but, is that <laughs> wait, 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 well, but yeah,
2: but, but, look, I, yeah. I, I fully agree with you. That's what the country used to do. That's what it. I mean, look, the people that can't, the people you're describing. Um, came here and they were treated so horribly, and yet they overcame it. Like the people nowadays are treated kind of bad sometimes, and it's like we have to burn down every city when when something <laughs> happens. Like it's 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 really funny. Like the reaction to things, you know, people were treated. But again, that's so a
1: religious sentiment when they're burning down the cities. That's a,
2: religion yeah, religion. That, you know, that, yeah, a religious yeah, that yeah, sentiment for sure, for sure. That's the new religion. But um, so I I agree with you. We used to do that. Um. And, and we, we don't do that anymore. Think about it like this, okay? Uh, I hate college. I never went. I think it's stupid, whatever. But in, in its origins, like, it, it was a place where only really, really impressive people, or you were rich and life's not fair, whatever. Life's not fair. You know, everything's corrupt. But the purpose of it was very few people really got to go and and, and it's like you have to be really impressive if you, especially if you're an outsider you have to be really oh, yeah. smart really driven really impressive that they they they're begging you to come the the gate, the floodgates have been opened and now college is kind of just where people go after. And it's 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 flooded with like the least impressive people and it's oversaturated and the smart people are kind of like, hey, keep it down. We're trying to learn. And no one wants to learn. And it's really to party and all that. <laughs> That's what the United States has become. That's what the so I agree mm, with uh, you. There needs to be a massive vetting process.
0: It can't mm. you can't just have it open um and i do and i do want to say another recent group which is the nigerians so i can't say for uh uh, that nigerians are hard workers yeah
2: they're really and and by the way they're like so stoked to be in the united states they they'll like so uh, what i'm talking about is not race like i'm not saying hey we need to kick out all the black people or we need to kick out all the mexicans like that's not what i'm saying but we need to have a a, a, someone's gonna pull
3: that uh, uh, audio clip right there.
2: That, be
1: like, That's know, what they saying so important, though, <laughs> That's what I'm we're saying. underestimating the importance of. It. Mm. I mean,
0: well, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of people do get to that point when they feel like there's no outlet and when they feel like there's no way to even have the conversations about the culture, to have conversations about what it is that holds us together and how we can improve. <clears throat> well, even
1: education, I think Josh made a great point. There was this great video. And you actually interviewed him recently by, a, well, when he was part of MD, Sam Hyde College uh, C-Words. I'm not going to say it for you Thank you, Gio. But it was sort of like a satirical look at like lamenting of the state of like what it means to grow up in America or North America in general and to have this sort of like, like not just depressive, but also like apathetic and almost like nonsensical uh, sort of education system that you have to invest so much time and money in your life into. Meanwhile, it's like the psyop that Boomers gave us that you have to go to university. And I'm someone I have like, I wasted enough time in university to get not one, but two master's degrees. No, you
0: had good professors. Um, you had good professors. No, but
1: like the, the, point, be, the point being is that to tell people that you have to do this Even though the system is fundamentally flawed And you, the only way you can attain Not just an employment, But also social clout And even the ability to say that you're somebody By saying oh, I went to university Why did mm. you go to university That's sort of like the psyop that was given to us By previous generations Who thought mm. when, back in the day That was their key to success Because it was It made sense back in the 70s and 80s But nowadays not so mm. much
0: but Sorry, there, but there is me. a there is a comment that I want to address to uh, oh, Angel. So uh, Nico had a comment in the chat. Gio, please explain to Love that the multiculturalism and again I wouldn't say it's multiculturalism. I'd say it's say elevating it's other. No, no, no. It's it's elevating. Let's say uh, you could have certain things within cultures like different celebrations that people do, different festivals from different countries. That's fine. But still, I would say it's not multiculturalism. It's still uh, ingratiating into a particular culture that may change from time to time in certain areas but would still maintain the core so nico says please explain the love that multiculturalism he likes was only possible because of american nationalism so the question to angel is if we're talking about even the word nationalism is ooh nationalism you know like people are scared of that word today for the violent connotations that were in the past the question here is the things that josh was talking about regarding people, you know, getting to that, and I was talking about too, getting to that certain level where we could all agree on, like, we don't care where you're from or what color you are, but as long as you are with us in terms of all these things that were mentioned, then we're good to go and we're going to be, you know, we're, go- we're both going to be great Americans. So what do you see as being problems with that and would it also be problems with nationalism or the idea of nationalism or where could a lot of these things in your opinion go wrong that maybe josh and uh, geo were not looking into
3: i think that the problem is the same and it's happening in different forms across a lot of the things that you all were just talking about like School, for example, college, I, I definitely, you know, I agree that college is a racket very often. Um, and I do think that, you know, people come out the other end, no smarter or better, better off uh, intellectually or even even in terms of opportunity than they were when they went in, except they have a ton more debt. Um, so There are plenty of problems there. Uh, but it's kind of a thing that people do where um there's there's a pursuit and then there become there comes a means to get to that pursuit or to, there's a means to that end right there's an end and then there's a means to the end and then eventually the means become the end so we just treat the means as if they were the end and we forget what the end was the original end was and we do this with we do this with school we do this with grades right like you want the a because it means that you have understood the material to this superior level. But then eventually you just want the A. And eventually you'll just do whatever you need to do to get the A, whether you understand the material or not. right? So there's this kind of I guess it's like a reverse concept creep or something. I don't know if there's a name for it. But the same thing happens with, with things like nationalism. The same things happen with the country itself. So I mean, I have very particular views about about, you know, the country and and America and what America is and what it means. Um, And, you know, I'll just say, I mean, the most patriotic people I know are immigrants. And the people who are most in tune with the founding principles of this country are immigrants. Uh, And I know many of them. They're the ones who are who are the closest to those ideas and hold those ideas the most dearly and Present, work to preserve them and work to embody them. And I think it's because it's new. I think it's because they came from somewhere where those ideas were not granted, where those ideas were not, you know, automatic. And there are people who were born and raised here who don't have that same sense of, you know, um, value for those, for those values, right? I think America is mainly an idea. Yeah, it's a place, it's a patch of land, it's a collection of you know, um, it's a collection of territories, right, bound by certain laws and blah blah blah. But I think America more than that is an idea. It is, it is those founding principles that is the the real genesis of America. The minute that those those principles were were put forth and codified, something beautiful was created. And I believe that someone can be an American without actually technically being an American. I think there could be somebody in Costa Rica right now who holds these values, Whoa. who holds these ideas, right? And they are an American as far as I'm concerned. Whether they ever set foot on American soil, they are American. And there are plenty of people who live here, who were born here, and who will have never left and will never leave, who are not American in that way. Um, so, you know, this is conceptual hmm. territory again, right? So, of course, I understand all the technical, legal stuff. Hmm. But, but I'm speaking about that thing that I think Josh is lamenting having lost. Well, there's another thing. Sure. Well, Well, I, I just think that part of the problem is losing sight of that thing. But I also I just think things shift and I think it's very easy to get the impression that things are worse than they are, depending on what kind of stream of information you consume. You know, like I feel like I'm getting a completely different news feed than Josh because my my perception of what's going on is so different. And that's also happening. So there's that.
0: Well, the bigger question, I think, and this goes for pretty much, I think, all Americans, including a lot of the Americans that live like, I don't know, in the Appalachian regions, a lot of the uh, poor Americans there that are not getting by that well that have to go and shop at Walmart. And, you know, kind of like the traditional image that people on the West or East Coast would have of, you know, like the poor white Americans. I would put them into this category as well uh, with the question of, when we have a society, let's say, like uh, Francis Bacon's The New Atlantis, I don't know if you're familiar with that, uh, with that book of his. Mm-mm. So, The New Atlantis, it was a book uh, by Francis Bacon, who was allegedly William Shakespeare. Uh, that's a theory that was floating around, who also <laughs> may have written the um, King James Bible. That's another theory that's floating around. It's very interesting. Look into it. But uh, his New Atlantis book was about how there is this island, that was founded by scientists who had all these androids, you know, like androids, writing about androids in the Eliz- Elizabethan times. Can you can you imagine that? So <laughs> he had all this various insight. He knows how he got it as far as how people lived. And I would assume that if you want to be a citizen of Atlantis, a new Atlantis, not only do you have to, let's say, want to be a citizen, like I will be the best Neo-Atlantean of all time, but... There has to be a certain standard as far as the way that I raise my kids, the, the way that I have a philosophy about life, the way my competency is when it comes to, let's say for New Atlantis, it would be engineering, it would be various other scientists, uh, sciences, the way my competency level for certain things has to be a particular amount for me to be let in. My question is, when it comes to any country that's a, you know, a first world developed country like the United States, how much do you think those things need to be kept account of? And again, regardless of where where the person is from, how much do mm-hmm. you think those things need to be kept account of as far as the people that would be brought into the United States, regardless of how much they want to be a part of the United States?
3: Oh, you mean like, so There's there's like a... <laughs> And I don't like know the metrics ent- to prove it. exam for for I don't know what the,
0: a... yeah, and I don't know what the exams would be. I know countries like Australia have certain criteria, like a certain point system based on the career that you had before coming in here. And I would say mm. career, not job. You know, like there are certain right. things that, you know, like Japan as well. You have to have a certain level of proficiency in particular fields mm. in order to be able to even have a chance of becoming a citizen there. So the reason why I'm saying this is I think something like that does an amazing job in my mind of solving a lot of racial problems because you're talking about people who are bigoted against those that they don't know they don't understand all of a sudden like in new york city there are people from all around the world that i have met who are incredibly smart and competent and talented way more than many americans but they bring something to the table. They have something to offer, and any racist uh, yeah, in, but in, in, but in the, the left, south just... that would be exposed to them uh, for but this I is a think... very
1: utilitarian view of what it means to be an American. I mean, I, I come from the first post national country up to the north of America, but still, I think that. I don't know. It's sort of you're instrumentalizing it. Like there's a great comment by Roberts, uh, Roberto. Uh, there's an idea of America, some kind of abstraction, but there's no real America. Only an entity. Mm. Something. No, illiterate. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that it's perfect. I'm American not saying it's psycho, a
0: perfect yeah. idea by any means. The only reason why I'm saying this is I'm trying to think what are the alternatives here because there's many people around the world. Most people want to be Americans. So the question is like, how do you? You know, what are the Do criteria? they want to be Americans? I think well, so.
3: I- I think so, yeah, and I think that's a good thing. And I think that, well, you know, besides the obvious problems that any kind of criteria like that will be weaponized, um, you know, suddenly you'll start getting only specific kinds of people because whoever gets to be in charge and make these decisions uh, just so happens to be, you know, keeping certain people out and other people not. Um, and I also think that if if this criteria had been applied, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, we wouldn't have the country we have, we would have a totally different one because all the immigrants that came and turned out to prosper and become, you know, integral components of, to our society and contributed so much wouldn't be here in the first place. Uh, but I also think that it just kind of goes against the American principles because America is all about potential. That's the whole point. Right. And it's not it's not, oh, we'll only assess those we feel have enough potential. It's you all have potential. Everyone has potential. Come and get it. You know what I mean? That's kind of the attitude Hmm. is, you know, it's it's yeah, come show me what you got.
0: But then it's let's kind of a this. but then it's That's kind of a a, a, a a casino in a way because yes there is a potential let's say we have a million people and among those million people we could say mm-hmm. a certain percentage of those million people have the potential now maybe we can argue whether it's ten uh, percent whether it's fifty percent. I believe in the eighty twenty rule in general. I think it's a good kind of Occam's razor wave going about 80, it. You could you could disagree. 20-year-old. No, no. If you're in in any in any field, you're going to have a certain amount of people that make it to the top and others that don't. You could say it's in you know sure. various economical factors, whatever. But if we're talking about a country that number one has, and I'm not saying that it has an extremely limited supply of whatever, but still, it is a country that you can't ad infinitum, have everybody in the world go to America, whoever says, well, I want to be an American and go there, obviously the whole thing would just, it wouldn't work. You know, there has to be a process. But even if a process was slowed down to, I don't know, like, uh, you know, maybe what we have right now, the question still remains. The potential, I agree with you. If there was just like, if a random amount of people were dropped in somewhere, you could say, well, these people, they have the potential to be great. I don't know that they have the potential to be great, but they have the potential. Potential means that there is something that would happen and we don't know what that is yet. So Mm -hmm. it goes back to the question of what are imperfect ways of dealing with something that may and maybe not, but may be a problematic situation in the future, where for all the people who have the potential, like, yes, Josh, go for it. Do do
1: Um, we live in a global strip mall, Josh?
0: Yeah, no, I don't think
2: you I don't think we do. I don't know why um, it's bad to have strict borders. I'm not saying don't let anyone in, but we should, you know, heavily vet the people coming in. And, you know, we should only want the best of the best. And I I, I don't think everyone has potential. I think uh, it's just that's just not how things are. Uh, I don't know why we owe it to the whole world to allow them to come here that's another thing. I mean, even if you, again, if you go back a hundred years or even more like 200 years, Mm -hmm. the amount of people coming here and to compare that time to this time, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a small fraction of people that were coming here. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was like 20,000 people. It was nothing. Yeah. I'm saying I'm, well, I, sure, I, could give you, sure. I
0: could give you a quick example, sorry to interrupt, I could give you a quick example with my family, as far as I remember what ended up happening, is it was very strict for us from the USSR... Well, post-USSR coming to the United States, so people were asking all kinds of questions about whether we had any communist connections and whether, uh, you know, I think there were definitely questions having to do with jobs as well. What are our skills? What could we do? What could we offer? What schools did we go to? All that was taken account. So, Angel, just from my own perspective, I think that was fair. And my oh, parents, yeah. i not. Uh, yeah.
3: I'll clarify. I'm not like a, you know, th- throw open the gates, fuck it kind of person that's not you know yeah. i think there should be and there and then there are practical limitations right like we can't just let a billion people in in a week right like that doesn't work everything will crumble hmm. we can't do
0: that yeah but we, letting just a unfeasible. billion people in uh, 20 um, years i don't think that works either like that's that's yeah, the yeah. real difficulty here like how yeah, do yeah. we
3: so so there are practical limitations right like you can only blow up the balloon so much right so so there are there are just there are natural limitations mm. there in terms Yeah, of yeah. but with, but with my,
0: also people on the streets right now, the other big question is has the balloon mm-hmm. already been blown to full capacity? That's the that's the other uh, big question.
3: I don't I don't know, but and and I'm fine with having standards, right? But we should just be careful what those standards the are thing, because it's absolutely. very easy for me to hear people talk about this sort of thing and I can just kind of apply it and go, Well, I wouldn't be here then.
0: Well, and, how know, I consider- when
3: we think about when we think about desserts, right, we think about who deserves to be here. Not everyone deserves to be here. Well, who gets to decide who deserves to be here? Do I deserve to be here because I was born here? Does that person deserve to be here because they really, really want to? Where where do we draw the line and who gets? Well, to well there is a it? precedent. There, the
1: there is a founding stock of America that that does have a coherent or at least did have a sort of coherent identity and and sort of ethnic base. I mean, there is well even
3: if that's the case that's also pure luck those people just happen to be born on this patch of land it just so happened that you know Mm. like i didn't do anything that's an abstraction but also life's not fair it's it's literally it's a literal yeah it's a literal reality like i was just i just happened Mm. to be born here i just got lucky right my parents did all the work and i just showed up here right Mm. i i was born on the finish line right yeah how could you not believe in god after
2: that i'm kidding Well, (laughs) I mean, that is an interesting question about a reincarnation.
3: but but if you think about this, like, do I deserve to be here? Right. What does that mean? What does it mean to deserve to be here? And what does it mean for me now, having just been lucky to be born in this position to turn around and shut the door in somebody else's face?
2: I think I think we're over intellectualizing. Well, Well, no,
3: but that's but that 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 is the reality uh, of people's experience that we're we're talking about. Right. We're talking about setting up policies that will create this reality for certain people and giving us the luxury of doing that simply because we were lucky enough to be here but before someone before us could have done it to us
0: how how much do you think it is luck versus how much do you think it is thinking about these things in a way an homage that you are paying to the people before you that set up things in a certain way, where if I plant a seed, if I'm like, I don't know, Abraham, let's say, and uh, Mm -hmm. God, Yahweh, you know, tells me, you know, your seeds are going to be numerous like the stars in the sky or whatever. That is something that I am deciding to do to go ahead on this project of progenating my uh, progeny. That is something Mm -hmm. that I'm going to make sure like I'm going to have a system that's going to be beneficial, you know, work for them, that they'll work hard and they'll pass on good values to other people. I think what America is ultimately is the passing on of values, passing on the torch from one generation to another, including the people who come in here and partake of that same torch, partake of that same fire. But there has to be a passing, there has to be a branching out of those same principles. If there's no branching out, if people are just ghettoized, like a lot of groups were in the beginning, and that create a lot of tension, you create create a fifth column. And I think that's a lot of the tensions we're seeing today. If the torch is passed, it has to be passed to people that are actually able to hold the fire within. And uh, I think that when it comes to the bigger question here that you were uh, asking about uh, regarding how can we make sure that these systems wouldn't get abused, I think we can look at various systems of transparency today. Number one, America's nation of lawyers, like it or not, and I like it. I like the fact that we still have a judicial system that despite its flaws is able to, as we've seen, uh, you know, uh, certain instances work. And because we're a nation of lawyers, I think there definitely should be transparent systems where if somebody is denied and they know themselves that based on the work that they did, based on their, you know, uh, various achievements, the various, I don't know, Testing, I don't even know how you would test, but assume that there is some kind of testing. I'm not going to say what right now, but assume there is mm-hmm. something. Then that is something that people can bring out, show to some appeals court, you know, publicly declare and say, like, look, guys, look how good I am. I'm being discriminated against because X, Y, Z, and then something could be done from there. Now, obviously, there's sure. prob- there could be potential problems there, too, but sure, at sure. least we're working it out. At least there's something yeah. that we can grab onto, and there's nothing uh, that we could grab onto right now
3: standards are fine structures are fine rules are fine we need them uh i'm just pointing to some inherent tensions between conflicting kind of ideals here right and and uh conflicting realities right because this whole thing of you know life isn't fair yeah sure it's but it's also and yes that's true and you know it just is what it is but that's an easy thing to say when you're on the better side of life isn't fair, right? And then when you're on the other side of life isn't fair, suddenly life isn't fair isn't isn't just something you can just say, right? So that's just, both of those things are true. Both those realities exist and they're intention. And we need to try to find ways to balance that if we can. So I'm not saying throw in the gates, but I'm also not saying, you know, only the people born inside the house party get to have the house party and everybody outside knocking on the door, fuck them. Right. We can't do that either. And I'm not saying anyone here is saying that, but those are kind of complete comp- competing ideas and they both have inherent problems, right? We can't just let everybody in because they feel like it, but we also have to remember like the only reason we're here is because somebody got it. Mm. So that's part of the problem here. Right. So there's a similar kind of thing if I can elaborate. Sure. There's a similar kind of thing to like the idea of gentrification or the idea of um, you know, ah, oh, the neighborhood is just, you know, there goes the neighborhood, right? Like we're, I'm losing the place that I grew up in, right? Like, oh man, that corner store is gone. Oh, that mom and pop shop. Like I used to go there all the time and now it's gone, right? These people are come moving in and taking over and changing it. That's true. Yes. But it's also true that the place that was normal to you, the coffee shop that you used to go to that was on the corner, replaced a different shop that someone else used to go to before you, right? And before that, someone else used to go somewhere else that used to be that business. And that's just the way things work, right? The, the neighborhood changes. That's part of, of what a neighborhood is. You don't get to keep your neighborhood just because it was yours, right? You don't have a special claim to it any more than the people before your neighborhood became your neighborhood had a claim to theirs. They had to give it up too in order for you to have yours. So it's mm. kind of a similar thing. Like there's this kind of uh, we, we forget that we had to be allowed in before we could sit here and decide whether we get to allow someone else in. You know?
0: Well, uh, Josh, what do you think? Um, I, I mean,
2: I, I, I think the same that I thought before that I'm never against, uh, I'm not against, um, letting people in, but we've let in way too many people in way too fast. I mean, there's a reason why our school system is literally designed to hate the country. It, it ne- didn't used to be like that. It didn't used to be like that. I mean, it's, 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 it's changed. And it happened so quickly. It didn't happen by accident It happened. I mean, we're, we, we've, it's it's unmanageable how many people we've let in so quickly. So I'm not against not letting people in, but but the the numbers are astronomical. It's not sustainable. The amount of collateral damage we're having with this experiment is going to be astonishing. I mean, the amount of collateral damage happening on all fronts is astonishing. Like the 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 experiment we're doing with with tech and 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 how it's pretty much engulfed our, our lives and that that that's an experiment we're doing on the, the youth that's that's a disaster we're literally every experiment going on right now is a disaster
1: well i i think that um oh did did josh finish yes.
2: I it. yeah i, I mute yeah i every time i stop talking i mute it because lev told me i have to because my system is stupid so i mute <laughs> it.
1: oh shit okay <laughs> <laughs> um, these things happen well, it's funny because like, like uh, I was going through um, before the show and Josh, you've interviewed some quite very interesting people, like one of them, uh, which very rarely I would love to get him on the show, but he never does interviews, is uh, Mike Ma. Uh, and mm. if you read his book, uh, the recent one, Gothic Horror, Harassment Architecture, Protection. Go- go-
0: gothic Violence. Yeah.
1: Gothic Violence. Yeah. Gothic Violence. Yeah. Oh man, just brilliant, brilliant. Um, like Angel, you a, should you should buy book that book and
0: put it in the bookshelf so your wife uh, sees it one <laughs> but, day. So but my if, wife
2: then, can read it. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, you don't want very very female adverse <laughs> She won't <books.
2: laughs> she won't like it. She won't like it.
1: Oh, but um no, you don't know that.
2: She does that too.
3: Oh, well, there
1: you uh, go. She, she hate um, reads a lot of things. Mm, but it, Mike Mahi talks about this to an extent about um this sort of global strip mall. I think that the problem is that when people, um, let's, okay, so let's say when America was starting to let in immigrants. Um, I know I'm a product of, you know, my mother came from both Italy and Brazil. So Uh, the thing is, back in the day, you had this cultural understanding of America and you almost need, I know this is going to sound crazy. Don't cancel me on this. Don't right away. But the problem isn't that there is racism. The thing is racism we need more of because only through an understanding of why well, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. Let's call it eth- nationalism, an idea of an ethnicity, because when people have a cultural understanding of themselves and re- in relation to the world, therefore they can. And ironically enough, be more tolerant of others because we can experience the other through our own cultural uniqueness and our own place in the world. So when America let in a lot of immigrants, from, especially from Eastern Europe, especially from the Mediterranean, you know, I'm a product of that, they were sort of ghettoized to an extent, but in these cities, they could experience their own cultural understanding in relation to others. But what happened was... When there was the great migration from the south of largely African Americans, when there was a conscious effort to put people of the European stock within the suburbs, then you have this great transformation of American society. And not only for the, and not always for the better. You start to have this notion of America is no longer the product of the wasp Mayflower people that led in these European immigrants because they needed us for whatever reason. Uh, now you have this picture of a sort of fundamental mixing and sort of derootedness of these largely ethnic people from Eastern Europe, from the Mediterranean and so forth, and, and, you know, from Ireland and China and so forth. So what we have is this idea of American suburbia becomes the idea of America. Now the whole world has to be suburbia. And so the problem is, no longer do we have a cultural understanding of ourselves in relation to the world. Now we have this like messy soup of people that have this sort of feeling that they belonged to something. But now it's like to acknowledge the fact that these differences among people are real is like this unpardonable sin uh, in, you know, most quote unquote polite society. But the mm. problem is, we can experience an understanding of other people unless we have an understanding of ourselves and i think that's the problem with contemporary liberal discourse around things like race and identity and ethnicity Mm. is that you know we can't judge solely from this north american experiment that in my opinion has largely failed and you know when he comes, and this ties into education, and everything else. Hmm. So that's just my although before, uh, uh, before racism, if you no, will. Before, oh, angels, God, no. but, um, before angels, before you know angels'
0: response to that, you know I want to add a counter, which would be, for example, I like to bring up uh, Alexander Pushkin, who was I don't know, if it was like a quarter uh, black, but his um, his great grandfather uh, Hannibal. Was uh, brought over from uh, Africa. I don't know if it's Ethiopia, but from somewhere in Africa, he was brought to uh, Peter the Great. And I don't know if you're familiar with the story, Angel, but uh, Hannibal ended up becoming almost you could say like a, pretty much like a son to Peter the Great, who ended up raising him, who ended up teaching him, you know, various uh, languages and various other things, and he ended up rising up through the ranks of the uh, Russian uh, military order there. And he ended up becoming like a big general and very influential person. And I don't think that Hannibal cared at all about the culture where he came from because he was so ingratiated into the Russian culture at the time. And I think there are gonna be people like that who I talked about before, like whether they're in the arts, you know, whether they're in any kind of industry, they end up becoming Almost intertwined with that industry, Uh, and I'm not saying industry is some kind of oppressive thing, more like arts, crafts, whatever things that make a person see something beyond their own life, I would say that that is something that people have been able to grab onto. Well, at the same time, I do think that people are struggling to, who, who don't find that, who don't find that art, there is still the question of... Who am I? What do I belong to? What is my what is my group here? And that is a very big deal. And I think that's another thing that Gio was kind of uh, poking at here. Mm -hmm. But enough for me, Uh, Angel. I'm curious. uh, Any thoughts you might have?
3: Uh, I kind of like messy soup. I feel like that's (laughs) um, I think that generally speaking, people either don't zoom out far enough Or zoom in close enough they're kind of in this weird middle area where things become too murky and difficult right so the way that I conceptualize this stuff is you know zoom out all the way and you have common humanity you have a sense that everyone you meet is is your brother or your sister or whatever right that's the zoomed out perspective and that's extremely helpful. And that, that is very unifying for me, but then you also zoom all the way back in and you realize, okay, every single person is a, an individual, right. And, and really without, uh, without a, a, an exact copy, right? Like there's no exact copy of anybody. Right. But then you have all these kind of this like Venn diagram of yourself where you know, I'm in New York City, I can relate with, I can relate to New Yorkers in a way that I can't relate to someone who is born and raised in Oklahoma, right? Or like Omaha, Nebraska, right? Like there's some disconnect there because we don't have a lot of shared experience. That's in the zoomed in way, but the zoomed out way, I can totally connect with somebody in Omaha because there are definitely human experiences that we've shared. So it's, it's, it's about calibration in my mind. And I think that ethnicity and race for sure, because race is just total dog shit. Um, but ethnicity no. and, and uh, you know, I just think, yeah, I'm total anti-race. Like the, the whole thing is nonsense, but I agree. that's a whole other conversation. But um, uh, ethnicity and those sorts of things can work, but they tend to be too vague. They tend to be kind of, In you know imprecise and inaccurate and ineffective at doing the thing you want unless you actively kind of buy into the stereotypes in order to fit in perfectly so that you are this quintessential version of the thing and then you find other people who have done the same thing and now you're the same Hmm. right uh and a lot of this is my personal experience i was very bad at performing my ethnicity right or my supposed you know these supposed things that i was supposed to like or the or be like or behave in a certain way or listen to certain music like, like certain activities speak a certain way consume certain media all that sort of stuff i was bad at it right because i i was a hodgepodge so i didn't fit in and that you made wouldn't... me realize this whole this whole thing is kind of ridiculous i it, i would have to i would have to relinquish so much of myself my that actual unique individual human being in order to effectively be a part of this other category that it's it's pointless i'd be losing way more than i'm gaining
0: but if you were to talk to somebody again bringing up japan if you were to talk to somebody yeah. who is from japan and i've spoken to uh, many people from there i noticed that there mm-hmm. is a very big change that happens when let's say my friend who plays ping pong in new york city when i noticed he was speaking with other people who are japanese it's almost like there was a shape-shifting going on the way that he conducted himself like the bowing Mm -hmm. there is a certain thing that just turns on and i think that there may be some kind of a group consciousness that comes from all of these years and generations of being on the same island that these things are just inherent Inside of you. it doesn't mean that you cannot reach out. Obviously, well, you can and do other things, but there are still. It's not certain- inherent,
3: right? Because if if that if that guy, you know, let's say, let's say if that person is Japanese by ethnicity, right, by ethnic background, yeah. but he's adopted, he's adopted by two Jewish people, and never has any contact with any of that stuff, he's not going to like run into a bunch of Japanese people and suddenly start bowing and True. speaking Japanese, right? All that True. stuff has to be.
0: I mean, there is still a question, which I haven't looked at as much, having to do with like, well, you're saying you're losing
1: something, right? I think that people can be individual to their characteristics, but Mm. it's not a question of like, the the things you're highlighting is sort of like very, I, I, I would say the problem is that most ethnic groups in America, the vast majority, they have also been tainted by this sort of mono consumerist culture to the point where, they think that this is like the sum total of their ethnicity is this like consumer, like surface level things that you identify yeah. with. I think that's the problem is that people don't have a deeper understanding of who they are or where they come from in general.
3: Yeah, well, that but but, you know. but where they come from and who they are is much more complicated than ethnicity. Right. right. And it's also yes, but the thing you're you know, talking about. The thing you're talking about is the thing I was talking about, about the means becoming the end. Right. Where it's like, oh, yeah. okay, what's what's the end? The end is this sense of, of ethnic kind of unity, right? And the means are, oh, if I buy these things and do these things and hang out in these places, then I'll get that thing. And then eventually it just becomes about buying the things and doing the things and being in the places. And it's not about the actual, you know, becoming of the thing later. Right. It's it all becomes superficial and surface level. I, I think the um, problem
1: again is probably well, America in general, I think even has a deep and rich history, but it's been largely mythologized by various disparate groups of people that, yeah, well,
3: that's what people the American.
1: Do. Yeah. The American <laughs> experience in general, experiment blah, in general, I think is probably what leads people to a lot of confusion, but, but Josh, mm. I feel like you haven't talked in a while. So, what do you oh, think of the? Ameri- oh, uh, I know mean, I'm deeply insulting America right now, but no, you know oh, what and, I mean. I and before,
0: that- r- right before Josh, there was a quote American by history. our great patron Super Iron Bob, who's a fifty dollar patron Patreon.com/slash Break the Rules. Uh, he says, <laughs> "A culture, we gotta get that in there. Uh, a culturization is a part of the submission of part of yourself, so that you can be part of the community. Refusing to compromise is being a porcupine." Yeah, so, that's true. I mean, that there there is kind of that need. Like, if I was adopted by a Japanese family, I would ingratiate myself into the values of the, uh, the glorious Nippon, you know. And same thing, I think with America. gene, so yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't think we differ that much when it comes to that kind of uh, that kind of expectation, as you said, Jay Angel yourself. But anyway, Josh, go for it.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think that's all true. I just don't think that's happening anymore in the United States. It used to. Doesn't? I don't think it. I don't think it happens anymore. And I think that's kind of where the problem lies. I think that um, like, again, people maybe don't have an inherent, um, like it's not inherent in them that like if they're Japanese and then they're raising the United States to bow, it's not inherent. But what people do have that is inherent is to be a part of something bigger than them. But right now everything is so completely fragmented that it's impossible for there to even be a thing that is bigger than anything. Um, And I think that that's, that's the problem. I think that's where the problem, and and again, it's not this whole thing that we're talking about. It's like not sustainable how quickly everything is um, accelerating towards the bottom. It's just not sustainable. And I, and, and so that need is inherent. Like we need to feel like we are a part of something. We are tribal. We used to only know maybe maximum 200 people. And, and, um, you know, there was a hierarchical system and there was, there, there was rules and traditions and, and all of that. And, you know, maybe making, maybe looking back, you're like, well, that was stupid. That was a stupid tradition or rule or whatever. But still I think that those people were probably more fulfilled maybe than the average person, maybe than the average zoomer of today. And maybe that's why like, you know, there's Nick Fuentes' group. I've interviewed Nick. I, I'm, I know him. I'm cool with him. But but maybe that's why there's like the groiper movement, like there's like kids, especially young men need this sense of camaraderie that just doesn't exist, especially it doesn't exist in the real world. So they go online and they try to find these things online, which is like it, it basically is the metaverse, like, you know, they're trying yeah. to make the metaverse in Facebook, but the, it already exists. It's called the Internet. and And, and people are trying to get these experiences that they're heavily lacking in real life. And it's because everything is completely fragmented and there's no sense of semblance of community. Whenever people talk about community nowadays, I think they they don't even know what that word means anymore. It's just a a political talking point at this point. It doesn't really mean anything anymore.
3: Hmm. It's definitely a problem. Yeah. Those things are definitely happening. I don't know if I don't know if I agree with you about how just how much it's happening or how bad it is, but it's certainly an issue. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I also think just that identity crises are normal. This is the way we are. This is the way people are. And this stuff is constantly shifting. And I think America is in a unique position because of its nature, because of the nature of what America is. America is this kind of messy soup by design. That's kind of what it, what it is. And, what it needs to be in order to be itself. Um, And I'm reminded just of, you know, this, I don't know if this is actually true, but I remember reading something many years ago about, um, you know, a, a baby who is hearing multiple languages at home, right? So maybe like the parents speak one language to each other, and then they speak a different language to grandma who lives in the house. And so there's maybe three languages that the baby is exposed to, at the same time while it's an infant. And there's a point where the parents are starting to get concerned because the baby hasn't spoken yet. And so they take it to the doctor and they say all this stuff. And then it turns out that um, the baby is actually absorbing all three languages and learning all three languages. And once it started to speak, it could speak all three. It just took a little bit longer because it's three instead of just the one. So, you know, you got your first word maybe six months later than you normally would, but you're getting your first word in three languages. Um, so well, yeah, I, I don't know if that yeah, story yeah. is true. I don't know if that scientifically is is mm. correct, but but metaphorically, I feel like that's kind of America. America is the mm. baby that is exposed to all these different languages, and it might take longer for that first word. But once that first word comes, mm. it's 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 automatically a different, unique, And beautiful thing in my opinion. The only thing I'll
2: add to, yeah, yeah. the only thing I'll add to that is that we used to be that. We used to be beautiful and unique, and I think that we're not that anymore. I mean, on many many, more.
3: I think we're more unique and beautiful than we were. I don't know. I mean, even part of the
2: growing. I
1: don't know. Things are pretty bad right now. Yeah, I mean, even even
2: if you look at how how things used to. I how, how think how things used to look, I mean, before even the advent of the, the car, I think and this is like, again, a whole nother topic. I think the car completely destroyed the landscape of the United States and then pretty much the rest of the world. It did. It did. True. I mean, human, cities ironic. used to be cities used to be human scaled and now it's made Walkable. for the car. You have massive billboards everywhere. You have big box stores, which invites globalism. You have all these things mm-hmm. that really take away the semblance of a community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but at the
1: same so time, I think if somebody that, oh, needs sorry, medical, my mic was muted before, uh, Ooh. let me just say okay. that I have my criticisms of Nick Fuentes and he exactly doesn't like me, but I understand what you're saying, Josh. I think that you know, I used him as an people- example of
2: like the, the group yeah. that follows him, like it's young people who want something meaningful and, and, right. and, and, right. and, and, yeah. and it's just that there isn't anything. And, yeah. and, and also yeah. like, it is the metaverse. You go online for yeah. that. You're, you're, you're LARPing and I'm not saying his peep, his, his followers or anything. I'm saying like in general, if, if the only life you have is online, you're LARPing and and, and, exactly. and, I'm, and I feel bad for you just because um, you, you need something real and you just won't get it online. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. having a, 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 yeah. a girlfriend who lives in a different state. Like you're pretending you're in a relationship, but you're not in a real one.
1: I think <laughs> cool. that people are trying to find meaning online. It takes a very special person with probably some, neurodivergence to find meaning on the Mm. internet i mean my life has certainly been changed by being on the internet by meeting different people but i do think that it's i mean the problem is that even the meme itself touch like touch grass has been weaponized by like you know irony people to say like yeah you're a loser bro touch grass i think that the problem is that younger people their only recourse especially younger men their only recourse in life is sort of this e-world this Mm -hmm. this digital simulacra and i think that's you know, a shame. But you but you you I know think... Josh mentioned the sorry, sorry, Koshavan, really quickly, I know you have to go. But the car the, the car pill, that's amazing because the more you abstract people's means of subsistence. I live in a country where everything is separate, it's impossible to live in Canada unless you live in Toronto, even then so without a car. The more you abstract people's sort of even geographic closeness is a huge problem and the big box store as we know mm. has destroyed mm. the mom and pop but, so Gora ahead Angel but, final word I knew we have to go oh, wait, wait.
0: and before Angel's final word I just want to say <laughs> in praise of cars so, and all this kind of stuff we are ha- and in praise of uh, Angel's idea of progress is that now we have Elon Musk's satellite internet and guess what that means that people can actually go back to certain more country rural communities and still have internet connections and do business that way so we are figuring ways out of the problems that make society into a hellscape as as well that's my that's my defense right there angel so go for it final final thoughts
3: no i mean more and more i i am accepting the reality that there's there are no solutions only trade-offs and um that never ends right and i think you know i'm reminded of two memes that i (laughs) that that i know well one of them is you know uh, cell phones have ruined people. Nobody communicates anymore, right? That's the statement. And what you see is a photograph of people like mm. 70 years ago or something sitting in a trolley car, and everyone's got their head buried in a newspaper.
1: Right? In no the cell morning. phone,
3: but nobody's talking anyway. Um, and there's a there's a sense in which we always do this to ourselves. Yeah, there's an excuse not to talk. To yeah, we we will always do this to ourselves because. It's just in our nature to go, ah, things are different and it's terrible. (laughs) Um, And, you know, there's the Steven Pinker thing. I I don't know if he's quoting someone else, but I read it from him where, you know, the best explanation for the good old days is a bad memory. So... Mm that's terrible and speaking of
0: good speaking of good memory one final thing here here is the Healthline article let's see if i could bring it up here here is the Healthline article talking about the uh seed oils lowering uh testosterone so hey science i i was right (laughs) there we go well ray
1: pete is it was a well reputable microbiologist if i recall so Mm-hmm. He was the one that started the, the yes. ABC But, oil but Angel,
0: aired. Angel, I want to thank you so much for coming in and also big thank you to the work that you're doing and the work that FAIR is doing. I think that regardless of any of the blackpilling here in the conversation the fact that FAIR, unlike all of you internet people who aren't doing shit is actually <laughs> going out speaking to people speaking to people who are on the fence right now a lot of people who are living in the cities a lot of people who have influences from their coworkers to make them think in a certain ideological direction i am so happy that an organization like fair exists where they can actually go out and bring people together to talk about these things and uh, uh please keep keep doing it i really appreciate it
3: oh thank you very much i'm doing my best
0: y- excellent and here you could follow Angel, everybody at Strange uh, L, Ed Weird. So Strange then E. Uh, strange no, e, uh, Ed Weird. Oh, there we go. Thank you. Supposed to be a,
3: it's supposed to be a play on my name, Angel Eduardo, Strange ah, Ed Weirdo. There we and, go. Uh, Twitter limits me by one character, so
0: it's not quite right. Here we go everybody follow uh follow angel eduardo and hold on i gotta scroll this thing that's the no, problem josh with, can you stay yeah. for
1: super chats i think one of a few of them were directed at you so yeah
0: as long as all that money comes to me sure
2: <laughs>
0: well we did have one particular amount of money uh from uh 50 dollars $50. we got 50 dollars today can you believe it Angel?
1: oh that's good oh nice Yes, and that
0: is actually from a supporter of Josh's. So I'm going to uh, I'm going to read it out loud right now as soon as I uh, bring in the. She's uh,
2: spending a lot of money, by the way. I mean, because she sent me like a very nice amount today, and I'm 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 blushing. I am blushing. So
0: you know you know who this is. I do. I mean, I have a feeling because of your. Okay, so uh, uh, M J May. Who says yeah. follow Josh on Patreon What's the and equivalent
1: s- of a female. Wait, wait, hold on! I'm doing 15?
0: a thing, Geo. I'm oh, doing sorry. a thing. Follow Josh on Patreon and censored So that's the uh, that's the thing that uh, Gavin McGinnis is doing, right?
2: Yeah, I do. a I do a live show on there on Saturdays, um, and I mean it's like the, sh- the same show I do during the week. But for some reason, he hired me. I, I mean, which is cool because like I I do the show on Patreon also. Hey.
3: But Excellent. nothing better to get, than getting paid for what you would have been doing anyway. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's
0: great.
2: That's Is So
1: still on there? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: nice. yeah, yeah, and we definitely like, regardless uh, of whatever we think of any content or wherever we think of Gavin McGinnis, it's very important to <laughs> support ha- oh. independent creators out there who uh, you know um, get censored by the system. So there we go. So Angel, once again, brother, thank you so much for coming in, and I look forward to speaking to you again soon. Let's keep in yeah. touch about the uh, the thing I was uh, speaking before with Brent. And uh, Brent is doing a thing with you with the New York City arts thing. And I'm really excited to uh, be a part of that as well. So let us let us go far. All right, Angel. Take Take care, care, brother. Thank you. So uh, let's uh, read the uh, super chats right now. And let me also adjust the screen. So as you guys know, whenever... I have this uh, new uh, setup here, so whenever people exit, I have to realign my chakras. I have to realign the way that the screen looks, so that everything works out. Here we go, and everybody subscribe right now. Breaktherulestv, and also BTR Ninja. If you go to BTR Ninja, that is kind of like a Linktree tree thing. So on BTR Ninja, you get to see all the various uh, all the various links to. Uh, all the platforms that BTR is on whether it's Apple uh, Odyssey Spotify Twitter minds uh, d live which we're streaming on right now twitch we're st- which we're still on I don't know how BTR is still on Twitch but still on Twitch <laughs> <laughs> yeah so there we go but anyway anyway let's go back to Josh Josh I wanted to also yes. ask you something as completely different I I sure. believe I saw photos of you with Paris Hilton when oh, I god damn it sir. <laughs> <laughs> what's, what, what's that uh, about? I would be amiss if I did not ask.
2: Uh, um, all right. You know, I'm 35. I've had like five lives already. So if, if something happens tomorrow, I almost got in a fight today with a, a man with one leg. I'm not joking. <laughs> that, that did happen. Jack, oh. um, and and I, the thing is, 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 okay, I was in a restaurant picking up food and everything in Costa Rica is outdoors. And there's this guy yelling from a bicycle. And he, he, he's yelling at the people in Spanish, like, I just want meat. Give me meat. I want meat. And he's yelling. And it's like right in my ear because everything's like, it's outside. Everything's outdoors. And I go, I turn around. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up in English. And then he got really mad and he hopped off his bike. I'm like, oh shit. I didn't realize he had one leg. So I was thrown off. And then he had something in his hand. I wasn't sure what what weapon. It could have been a knife or whatever. And then before we got into it, the owner of the restaurant just came out rushing. So I was like, I was ready to die. Even though I have a one year old, I was ready to die. Right. You know, because I'm going to stand up for the, myself and for the women serving me food because I'm not a sexist. And um and 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 I would have been fine because I've lived five lives. I've I, you know, in my teens, I hung out with Paris Hilton and and flew all over the world because we my family had a fragrance company and we launched her fragrance. And and that was, the, my, that was my life, you know, for a few years. And um, I still know her. Is it texted... all right
0: if I share the picture uh, from the image share results? It. And...
2: It's on Google. Share it. Yeah. Uh, I'm it aging like fine wine, by the way. I texted her recently and I saw she saw it. She didn't respond. It was because uh, in October she posted a picture with her and uh, Adam Schiff. And I texted her. I'm like, you know, he's a pedophile, right? And then... Uh, and then she saw it. She didn't write back, but um, so I still know her and all that. But
1: wait, which uh, Adam Schiff is this? Uh,
2: the the congressman who uh, oh not the economist all right. all- allegedly oh, we guy, gotta
0: say allegedly we don't shit. want to be oh we don't God, want to be su- we don't want to be sued. But, I like uh,
1: how, I like how Tucker like roasts him every night. That's amazing.
0: Let's see if I no isn't the,
2: the economist Peter Schiff?
1: Sorry, yeah, I keep getting confused. Yeah, the economist yeah, Peter yeah, Schiff. Yeah, yeah. Here here's the picture or by the way.
2: There's baby me, I'm 18. Look at oh. that. Uh, the picture behind us is of me and her because I was in an ad with her. My dad decided to put me in an ad with her and I did it. And people thought we were dating and we weren't. Look at baby me and then oh. look at me now. Uh, Aging, still still oh. as
0: handsome as ever. So
2: Aging very well. So uh yeah, I mean look, I gr- I gr- That's the thing, you know, everything that um angel was saying, I'm like, yeah, I kind of used to believe that. And, and then I kind of grew out of that. Um, like I've, I've been fairly liberal in my life. I mean, relative to how I am, I'm pretty much an extremist. (laughs) I'm pretty much super far right right now. But, um, uh, I, I, like I used to believe in these things i used to believe in all of this and it
1: just i don't, it, I don't think
0: it, you're far right because look you still have the principle of like you want people
1: network. you
0: oh want people God. you want people to live uh you know in a in a nice way and free and not discriminate against people based on things they have no control over you can agree on these things for you it's more of a question I, of how we can maintain a lot of these things that's more of the uh I,
2: absolutely <laughs> I, when i say i'm far right i'm like kind of in jest like i'm a racist in in that that word is thrown around so much it has lost its meaning so sure i'm a racist i talk about race i talk about the differences of of races because they do exist like that's the thing i'm not an idealist with all these things and and i did used to believe in in what a lot of what he was talking about so i can see both sides and i'm like yeah but that side's wrong i i used to i used to believe in it i immersed myself in it it's a little bit idealistic um and, and it's just, you know, like the zooming out and saying we're all a human race. Yeah, I'm a Jew. Drop me off in in, in the most Muslim country and see how I do. Yeah. See how that goes but, for me.
0: But, Josh, that is still something that I would say is not a question of race. I would disagree on those things just because if we're talking about culture, like in Israel, for no, example. No no, 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 I know. You I'm, would have I, Arabs, I, Arab Jews, and so on no, and so forth. No, 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 that... no, absolutely. But,
2: like, it's just an example of, like, that we're all so completely different. Um, and and some of it is because of, of race and some of it is because of culture. But but to say that neither play a part, or to even say race doesn't play a part, that's all naive. I mean, in my opinion, it's naive. But that doesn't mean I think we should hate people for being different races or anything, but we are different. So I used to believe in all of that. Uh, I Like, I lived in Hollywood. I was in LA for 11 years. I know celebrities. They're mostly stupid. <laughs> like... I mean, not Paris is actually smart, but I know other celebrities who she are kind of. would be a stupid.
1: fascinating conversation like, yeah. based on her documentary because I think she really knows what it's like to be like, um, like almost like a weird like simulation in some ways. Like your, she like, invented
2: the the whole world we live to in today. She invented Influence yeah. stems from her. She made Kardashian. I was in a hotel room one time. I woke up in in Paris's hotel room one time. Whoa. It,
1: it,
2: no, like it was big. It, it was so big that I was in the downstairs room of her hotel room. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And and I and I woke up and I see this girl packing a suitcase, and it was Kim Kardashian packing Paris's shit because she had thirty suitcases. And Kim Kardashian, she was the was young her. girl. <laughs> yeah. she, was, she was her assistant. Like yeah. that, she she literally emulated what Paris Hilton invented and then made her whole family famous or more famous. They were famous, kind of in the OJ. In, in, yeah, exactly. But like she really took them to the next level because she copied Paris Paraselton invented what we're experiencing today, which is a, a massive disaster. Like it was maybe fine for her, but it's not fine when you apply it to the whole world of, of, of children. Like when you apply it to all of the, the youth, it's not good.
0: But I wouldn't blame Paris. I would see Paris as oh, being no. somebody she who just, filled – she filled a particular gap that would have yeah. been filled by somebody else. Oh, no, no, right, I'm not blaming right. her.
2: Yeah, no, no, I'm not blaming her. It was bound to – if it wasn't her, it was going to be someone else, but but she was the first.
0: Mm. And uh, does she ever look back on it and uh, look back on it in a similar kind of uh, detached way that you're t- talking about it as well, like seeing like all these various things that are occurring right now and –
2: I don't think so because, first of all, she's like a, a very nice, optimistic person, but also she's still living that life. I mean, um, she's glued to her phone. It's it, but the thing is because she has good work ethic. I, this is essentially her job. But can you mm. say the same for the average Zoomer? It's not your job. Stop trying to live that and emulate that. Like it's 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 like buying lottery tickets and thinking one day I'm just going to win the lottery. No, you're not. You're it's a tax on you. Y- you're probably poor. It's a tax on you.
0: Mm, Sure, I could see that. Yeah, But uh, when it comes to where we go from here, I think we had a very interesting discussion. Despite any of the differences between you and Angel, I think the core, and that's the important thing, the core remains. If we were speaking to somebody who was a, like, you know, the usual terms, you know, leftist, SJW, whatever. Yeah, I barely uh,
2: ever say those.
0: Yes, exactly. But, you know, it's like the beating of dead horse terms. But, you know, what else am I going to say? But if we were to, well, first of all, we wouldn't because they wouldn't ever come on. That's number one. And number two, if they would come on, then they'd organize some kind of raid or whatever. Like I got one time when we had this tanky on, you know what a tanky is, right? No. A tanky is a communist who is specifically infatuated with the USSR and the third world uh, hell holes, you know, like all of the the third world is basically, you know, like Venezuela and things like that. And when I had her on and I was criticizing her, some friend of hers uh, got my family's number and called my family up and was threatening them, you know? So it's like, that is like a completely different level of humanity, which is why I agree with Angel in that we can reach out to people who are capable of being reached out to. And I think there are plenty of people like that, more people than this loud minority. But for the people who are in that minority, I don't know what to say. I mean, that's why I think there has to be a certain amount of authority and order, there has to be a certain amount of Shiva, if you're familiar with the uh, statue of Shiva dancing, you know, doing yeah. the cosmic dance. Yeah. But on Shiva's foot is this dwarf of ignorance. And this dwarf of ignorance is immortal. The dwarf cannot die. But the dwarf... Uh, can only be suppressed by having Shiva stomp on the dwarf with its foot while Shiva's dancing the cosmic dance. So I see that as an analogy to fighting against the various um, you know, the various ill-natured uh, situations in our, uh, in our cosmos, that I don't think we're capable of fully annihilating those tendencies but we can st- stomp on them and keep them stomped to a certain extent so that our children can uh, grow without having, uh, you know, without being affected to that much of an extent by them.
2: That, that, that's the key word, our children. So as much as I black pill, uh, without black pills, you can't have white pills and vice versa. So just because things are looking bad. And by the way, they are. <laughs> I mean, really, how could you not say they're bad? This notion that we're living in the greatest time in human history is, in my opinion, childish. I used to believe that. And I used to repeat those talking points. There was a book Michael Shermer wrote. I forget what it's called. And I read it. And I'm like, and it basically that was the point. Like, oh, we live in the best time in human history. Uh, no, we don't. There some things that are good. A lot of things aren't good. And the reason I can say that with quite certainty is because the, the, this, this, this tech that we have, this technology that we have is, has so completely engulfed us. It didn't exist to the extent that it does now. We've entered a new era and we don't know what to do with it. You know, the, the, so so I do think we're, we're living in a bad time, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't have a good life or try to have a good life because you can completely uh, separate the two things. I mean, again... I I partly moved out here because my parents are here and and my kid is their first grandkid. Um, but also because I knew I needed to get out of LA anyways. So I was, I was going to go to Montana because I do love the United States as bad as things are, they're still really good places. I was going to go to Montana and I put that off for a few years to, to be here, to be here with my family. But, but again, the things that you could do are, are, are have a stake in the future. A lot of people like to philosophize and talk about what we need to do. And it's like, you know, intellectualize everything. And and it's like very smart. And and, but at the end of the day, you're kind of, you know, a lot of people are LARPing. Um, Have a stake in the future. Like make it a point to if you don't have a relationship, make it a point to be in a relationship, a meaningful relationship. Stop sleeping around. Make it a point to say, you know what, I'm going to have kids. Not only one kid, because mathematically that makes zero sense. Two plus two 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 people equals one is not good for the world. It needs to be um, three minimum or something. Make it a point to have kids, make it a point to have a stake in the future. and then and then um, you know, and then we can in- intellectualize things. I don't know, but I think that that you you can think that things are going to shit and at the same time, uh, try to make things good and have a uh, the best life possible, you know, and you do that by experiencing what humanity has to offer. And that goes back to what I was saying with uh, people are completely detached from nature. Like making a baby is as natural as things can get. And, and, and that's like one of the best examples. Well,
1: we're so detached from nature. We fetishize those things like pornography has managed to fetishize human reproduction now.
2: So, yeah, yeah. And th- that's what I was saying earlier. I mean that's that's that 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 you know I didn't want to go down that wormhole of talking about porn, but that's yeah. an example. That's an example that like was kind of poo pooed, you know. I mean uh, slightly by by Angel, and, and 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 it's like it's a massive problem. And then if you look at that problem, and then you look at weed, and then you look at um, you look at video games, like those everything is fine, right, in moderation. But I, it seems to me like humans cannot do moderation. Like it seems, it seems to me even- like. Uh, Yeah, game-based
1: people—they like have this guttural attachment to their video, like, oh no, we can't insult video games.
2: But yeah, I'm I'm fine with it if if it's like if it's like a small part of your life. But for a lot of people, it's not. Yeah, we're 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 like, for TikTok is a good example. TikTok (laughs) is a good example. TikTok is designed to be, it's 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 warfare against the youth of the United States by the Chinese government by the Chinese government. So we are at war with China. It's a different kind of war that never existed before and we are losing and no one's talking about it and TikTok is a good example. Literally everything today does it, that that's that's geared towards children is an attack on the fire that they have in their belly. It's 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 meant to extinguish that fire especially for young men and young boys. And, and that's what's happening today. And it's a massive problem. How the fuck can we have a future if we don't have if, if we don't have uh, the youth participating in it or wanting to participate in it? We don't have a future. And we and, and not only that, but like the 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 solution that many people on both sides, you know, politicians is we need to import more people. What? What are you Building talking about? Americans. What about the kids we have here? Why aren't we like Hungary that that are that that's encouraging in Poland, encouraging the citizens to have babies?
0: It's true. Exactly. Yeah. I and love uh, steamed hams. <laughs> it's steamed hams. And, and one of the worst things I also find with these TikTok generations is that there's this roboticization of people of different generations. So when I say TikTok generation, I mean, they could be people who are even boomers, but they act like fucking robots. You know, the way that they move around, the way that the, I don't know, it's difficult to describe. The worst one was this uh, horrible thing where this mother whose, um, whose uh, daughter died, she just started doing, like, like an infant daughter died. She started doing a dance right in front of the corpse i mean that is like otherworldly that is oh that god is,
1: that video that
0: yeah. is not human <laughs> I mean, what oh is that god. i don't know that's not the way a human being acts so there is some kind of a mind virus there which again makes me think that most people do need a uh, a structure but the most important thing here to keep in mind where i'm more on angel side here i think could be wrong but it's that whenever we think of authoritarian solutions to moral problems to problems of attention to problems of uh you know the ones that we were listing here those solu- you know the the cure can be worse than the disease if we're talking about a technologically advanced time where if you have a top-down government system where even if with the best of intentions, somebody comes around to become a dictator of that whole thing you have technology you have instant communication you have a lot of things that could be used to do up man-made horrors beyond your wildest dreams yeah but that would pale compare what, sure, what sure. right now is pales in comparison i think to the potential sure. there
2: i'll i'll um I'll agree with that but but you know for instance again let's just point back to the united states when we were a little bit more prude uh we used to have um laws against uh what what's it called like the pornography but what was the word like indecent laws? Huh? De- laws? Um, oh, no
0: that's that's drinking oh um
1: what do they call it decency
2: laws. Um, yeah i forget the word but the point is is that um pornography wasn't really protected under free speech because it's not speech right and for people for people to be like oh that's speech what are you talking like what ideas oh my god interesting what ideas are coming from that is there is there like discourse what what's happening there it's not speech um but like for instance if i was if i was uh if I was supreme ruler and if I was president, th- those would be two different things, right? So if I was president, I would try to um, make it where it would be basically impossible to watch porn. I wouldn't make it illegal, but I would make it very hard for, for people to have access to it. Because that's how it actually used to be. It used to be very hard to have access to it. and and, and how, like, how would
0: you do that? Can you break it down?
2: I'll give you an example. Something I thought about because I've been thinking about this. You know how to access a, a porn website – you just have to say, uh, oh, I was born in 10786. That's my birthday. And then it, oh, enter. So you could there's really nothing. It's fake. Like it's a fake, it's a fake thing. Maybe to enter a porn site, maybe type in your social security number. Maybe, maybe like would you want them to have access to that? I don't know. But but like if you want access, maybe that's what you have to type in as an example, like something that you don't really want to expose mm. to people who you don't trust. Well, why? wait, but why don't you trust them? They're, they're just good people trying to make a business. Um, so maybe something like that. Yeah, but uh, you, may, you
0: may be underestimating the amount of people that would actually do that. And then we no, have no, a no, 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 you're where, missing the point. You're missing okay. the point.
2: A 12-year-old won't be able to go on there.
0: No, I get that. I'm not talking about 12 year olds, though, right now. No, I know.
2: But the thing is, is what we have today, any 12 year olds can just go on there. Sure. No, I agree with you. I wouldn't ban porn
0: because I wouldn't be allowed to you AT gotta you the g- gotta follow it
1: would be anti-semitic <laughs> you gotta
0: you gotta follow my point here uh, through oh, i'm not talking about the 12 year olds right now i'm specifically talking about the dumbasses that would be gullible enough to give over their social to people who are you know like in the nsa or whatever and the question then happens what are the unintended consequences of people who have that amount of power over people having access to that particular data does that maybe a- maybe
2: maybe the porn websites won't actually have access to that but still you're putting it out there you know what i mean like maybe they won't have those that no- like you type in your credit card information they don't see your specific credit card you know what i mean like if you're buying something like they don't have your full number or anything but still you're like i use amazon because i mean even though it's evil uh i trust that they won't leak my information or buy things without me knowing i don't know what you're laughing at but
1: um yeah oh, oh. worry about it <laughs>
2: um but but uh yeah i mean so it's not maybe they wouldn't have access to it the porn companies specifically but you know also i'd maybe go after the porn companies because they are involved in human trafficking which is illegal they are involved in child sex trafficking which is illegal they're involved in a lot of things but for some reason i don't know why maybe maybe again because it is a weapon like tiktok and they for some reason want to corrupt the youth and and totally demolish them because they weren't aborted as babies um who knows uh I I I would make it very hard for them to to operate. I wouldn't say I wouldn't ban it, but I would make it very hard to operate. Now if I was mm-hmm. supreme ruler, I would ban it and punish it would be punishable by death. But that's that's if I was an authoritarian, which I'm not. <laughs> well certainly
1: like certain types of pornography have to be banned right away. Even if it's like the way they get around it is kind of like I, don't, I don't want to Well, things, look on the you know. on the plus
0: side. On the plus side, getting around it means that whoever it is that's that engaged and that curious about it will at least learn programming. You know, will at least have there a new skill that they that they require. You, hey,
1: you had to work to get him back in the day.
0: Exactly. Yes. I mean, same thing with like torrenting and all these various things. They teach people lessons that they could then use to anyway. So, Super For sure. Iron, yeah. Super Iron Bob says five dollars. And by the way, all the. All the people who are wondering who Super Iron Bob is, Super Iron Bob is one of the best people ever. Super Iron Bob is a great patron. He's been with Break the Rules from the start. I I love
2: Super Iron Bob, and I just met him.
0: There we go. That's what I, that's what it's all about. Five U.S. dollars. This is the solution in the U.K. Either need a credit card or a one-time card purchased at a local shop that check your ID. So again, if I were to go to like the unintended consequences yada yada route, imagine I w- being a
1: coomer having to like go to the fucking yes shop yes exactly and be like yeah. can I get I would I would
0: say I would say that I am not in favor of the government having ac- having that much access to anything related to just, like, what people do and spying and It yada, wouldn't be yada, the yada. government.
2: It wouldn't be the government. They wouldn't have access to it. But, I mean, but don't they have your social security number to begin with? But well, that's besides yeah. the point. Whatever. Yeah. Um,
0: uh, yeah, but also social security shouldn't exist. Uh, <laughs> um,
2: well, love, are you
1: reading Super Chats in order or no?
0: I'm going to read the Super Chats uh, right now. I just wanted to do a special shout-out to Super Iron Bob What's... because it's Super Iron Bob. Yeah,
1: why do we need social security? What's the logic? Is that just...
2: Because like the the, the stock or... market crash in the twenties, and then something something, and then yeah. the safety net, which is a scam. It's a pyramid scheme. You put more money than you get. Blah 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 blah. Um, should we blast through this? I I have to help with the baby. Oh yes, gone. no yeah, problem so at all. Here we stay, go. Let's go. Okay, but I will yeah. stay. Like I'll stay. Let's just let's
0: just let's bang it yes. out. Let's go. Okay, here the we one go.
1: One one here. Particularly spicy, actually.
0: Okay, so street. Hold on, what is going on here? See, the moment that I stream lab okay here we go stream labs dashboard i didn't have that thing up i had the vegetable oil thing up oh and now there's a pop-up go to okay here we go here we go everybody all right everybody subscribe by the way here we go so to me patreon.com forward
2: yeah. slash wrong OP.
0: and then you there can you become go. a patron of uh break the rules patreon.com break the rules and uh, then rongo <laughs> and then break the rules again. Okay, Alex Redmond. What's in for, the
1: links? And all of your links are there. So let's okay. plow through this left
0: Okay. Oh God, we're not gonna be able to plow through this one. Alex Redmond, four ninety nine euros. What's Josh's take on why Jewish people tend to lean to the left as a Jewish conservative? We we, we had spoke, this conversation, yeah, backstage. We spoke about the that DMs. today. I
2: I think it has to do with Jewish people do inherently do have high IQ. I, I think it stems from what the religion was founded on. It's a very, very hard religion to follow. Um, you do have to learn all the time. Um, and, and like, as opposed to in the or in the beginning of Christianity, only the priest really read, like Judaism's opposite. Judaism is the hard version of Christianity. And I think that it stems from that. Our muscles, our, our brain muscles are very strong. And I think that it's kind of like how, I think like women are inherently... Nurtures. They're there. That's just how they're wired, more so than men. And I think that, like with Jewish people, it's it's we have many many years of just being smarter than most people. And I think that with that power comes great responsibility. Yes. And I think that we kind of uh, like there's a lot of good Jews which don't get noticed because um, bad things overshadow good things. And then there's a lot of bad Jews who do pretty much run all industries. Like they do run Hollywood. They do run the porn industry. This they is a do
1: mega red pill right now. But
2: they do. They, they 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 control media. They control all these things, but it's not because we have like some secret meeting which I wish we did and I wish I was a part of and I wish they would give me money but they don't. Um if my uncle's a Zionist and that whole family canceled me because I married a non-Jew. Um oh. and and they're friends with all the politicians but I don't get invites. Um so like I, I, I wish that I mean, so yes, Jews do run certain things, but I think it's because we had a head start, and I think it has think to do because with
1: because the the higher IQ, like they they have a higher IQ in certain particular legalistic things, or they have a very high verbal and and literary IQ. Do you think that's because they can entertain? mathematical too,
2: mathematical huh? as well? Yes. Yeah.
1: Do you think that they can entertain certain abstract concepts that are? very in tune with like modern progressivism. Do you think that's maybe
2: I don't, but that's the thing. Like, I don't even know if they believe in it. Like Seth Mm -hmm. Rogen is a really good example. Like I, I,
1: he doesn't believe in anything. I don't think. No, no,
2: no, That but that's my point. Like, you know, he says a lot of things that make no sense at all and and uh and he's and he always says how happy he is with his decisions usually when people are happy they don't say how happy they are all the time like it's like <laughs> it's like the girl who get the girl who's 37 and single and she's happy that she's single Make and never gonna flourishing have a family. <laughs>
1: Huh? It, like it's, manicured, flourishing, live, laugh, love. Certainly. Yeah,
2: it's it's like it's like, oh, you have to convince yourself that you're smart. I don't know if they even believe in it's, these uh, things. It, it's but, very but it, we were yeah. talking about this earlier, Lev and I that these these are the most anti Semitic people. That that Jews who complain about anti Semitism, look in the fucking mirror. It's <laughs> you. It's Jews. Jews hate each other so much.
0: I feel
1: like I shouldn't be a part of this conversation.
2: (laughs) No, but Gio, it's very
0: very funny that this is the same things that I was saying all the time. Yet when Josh says it, all of a sudden you're like, yay, more. He's based. He's based based in Red Pill.
2: Because I'm doing it with humor. I don't know if you use humor. You have to use humor to drive your point home.
0: Yeah that is a, that is a good uh, quality of the uh, of the Jewish community as well being able to use humor which is a <laughs> yeah. sign of high intelligence but i would Again, say though yeah. there there are people out there like Seth Rogen who are jews who i'd say are yeah, don't they're, they're not that anymore. they're not that bright. That's the other thing. I think there's a confusion in him, maybe, and a uh, sense of well, pretending he's a to be happy. He can yes, exactly. Ideas and I it. think yeah. a lot of Jewish people are also like that, as uh, are most people. So even among people who are going to be the best educated and have a better family structure, they're still mostly going to be midwits at best. Midwits yeah. at best, and if we're talking about the Jewish community, midwits at worst. Because, Wait, back back, yeah, to, back yeah. to
2: midwits for a second. I mean, again, that goes back with, the, you know, how ideal, how, how idealistic. I, in my opinion, Angel was about things. I mean, like most people are midwits. Most people aren't yeah. talented. Think about it like this: um, you know how college is oversaturated? So is everything. So is music. You know how much music. how how much good music comes out now very little very little is good as opposed and 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 there's a million musicians because there's the technology to to become one as opposed to i don't know let's go back to mozart's day when uh very few people can get into that um and 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 mozart um was able to uh, become known to the whole world, and to this day still, because he was a musical prodigy, and nothing, uh, nothing was oversaturating uh, oversaturating the market. And boom, we had Mozart. We don't have any of those things anymore, in my opinion. We don't have like Leonardo da Vinci's. We don't have Mozarts or Beethovens. We don't have um, Michelangelos or any of these people anymore. Because um, they maybe they exist, but do do you know about them? No, but, no, but no. here's, here's who we
0: do have. Yeah. We have uh, Gregor midwits. We have Gregory Pellerman. Have you heard of Gregory Pellerman well, by any chance? Any record
1: companies is easy. is he
0: is he a super chat guy? Let's read it. No, I wish. No, yeah. he is a Russian mathematician, Russian Jewish mathematician yeah. who was known for his contributions to the fields of geometric analysis, uh, Reinman, uh geometry and geometric topology. This dude None he, of those things are real. He won Hold yeah, on. I don't he believe it's, He math he, real, he won he won like a he won he the millennial it. the, the the clay millennium prize for his resolution of the point care conjecture. Sure, well, you is could that say the guy
1: that lives in like a one room apartment. Yes, he, he lives in a one room apartment
0: be, with his mom with a bunch of cockroaches everywhere. But yeah, he refuses dude,
1: to take the prize money. Yes. Yeah, he's but like this dude's weird. brain
0: is on a whole other level compared to us mere mortals. And the reason why I say this is I think these people they do exist and they are alive. I mean look at for example a lot of the chess masters a lot of them happen to be Jewish too. The chess grandmasters it's to me again the sign of whenever anybody's going to get a modicum of success at doing something better than other people the attention is going to be paid the most to the bad people who do the same thing if you're somebody who is successful you then as a group you're going to find people who are just successful but are doing bad shit and you're going to lump everybody in with those people and that's a big problem and i'm happy that there are people out there who are going away from that whole uh system that we're in but i think the reason why it's difficult for a lot of jewish people especially in the cities to do so even if they want to is because i think they're scared i think they're scared of the uh, uh lefties coming after them coming after their career so they just have to abide by whatever it is uh is considered to be right thing
2: yeah that's all i'm, I'm gonna say yeah
0: Yeah, what are you gonna do? I mean, the only thing you can do is keep having conversations like this. Bring my message to a lot of the Jewish people who are going to be watching this right now is join me in advocating for freedom of expression, no censorship when it comes to getting your point across. Except porn. Well, again, where we could, you know, what I gotta do? I gotta team you up with the sticks, and hammer, six, 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 to have the conversation about porn. Oh, that guy, that that guy. That' going that's gonna be spicy. No six is cool. So anyway, let's see about doing that later on in the future. But right now, sure. just final, final uh, super chat, uh, final super. See this. I knew that this question was going to take up the entirety. So anyway, back back here. We get a sorry. I know that you got to go to the kids right now. My apologies. Let's let's
2: just bang the questions out. Yeah,
0: bang the questions out. Here we go. Okay, Streamlabs. Streamlabs. Okay, dashboard. All right, bang the questions out, one after the other. Super chat from, hold on, everybody, here it is. Okay, super chat from Super Iron Bob, uh, $5, don't deny inertia, whipping community back and forth till it has no definition, is evil and destructive, much like calcification. So another Super Iron Bob, $5. Oh, we said this one about the acculturization part of the submission part of yourself so you can be part of the community refusing to compromise as being a porcupine. And last, Super Iron Bob, $5. This is the solution in the UK. Okay, so we said that one already. Those are all the Super Chats. One last thing before we go I want to say. You see King of the Chat or Queen of the Chat. I know, is MJ May he, uh, he or she? She. She she so mj may queen of this chat and she'll remain queen of the chat until somebody until one of you people puts up more than 49.99 smackaroos and then you will become king or queen of the chat so that is uh that is for you to do and final final plugs josh before we go where can people find you once again
2: so uh they can see my name right there right josh lakach yes i say lakach but whatever uh, that's my handle on, on everything on like Twitter at Josh Lakotch uh, on Instagram and uh, the but the most important thing is the Patreon. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash wrongop. If you could put the the link up there.
0: Doing that uh, right
2: now. Yeah. I mean I do I do two two to three shows a week. Um, and then I do my live show on Saturdays on censored.tv. I interviewed Sam Hyde again last week, and I'm gonna have that up in about a month because um, it, it was done like this, like Facetime. And and I know that with him, I want things to be special. I interviewed him a year and a half ago. I flew out yeah. to Rhode Island, yeah, to interview him. And this time, he was nice enough to do it like this. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna put the money. I hired an animator, I'm gonna put animation throughout it, and uh, Mike Ma's gonna put some footage throughout it. And and nice. uh, yeah, it's gonna be a good one. That's gonna be on the Patreon as well It's it's and also we didn't really even talk politics or anything like that We pretty much talked about finances and what young people should do to make money and all that. So it's mm. pretty cool
1: Excellent. Mike mod did uh, the laser cut engraving I could have done my own w- w- woodcuts, but uh, he did the laser cut engraving for my good good f- Our good friend of the show actually zero HP Lovecraft's book.
2: Oh, yeah um, Yeah, I put, I, I put them
0: together yeah, I linked them oh, up. Nice. Uh, yeah, uh, linking them up, just like uh, spot em got him, got and push heisty. We have
1: to get VHP on again. Uh, but he
0: he's a regular. No, he's coming there. on about the uh, BAP question. That is happening I believe in You actually uh, in we're weekend.
1: actually doing that. Yeah, week. we're actually doing
0: that. Of course. Oh he, no. He signed oh. on. He signed on. Oh. So it's it's all good for him.
1: He could be the bullet magnet yeah. <laughs> for that Okay, one. final
0: thing since so. we were talking about uh, engravings, I want to share this with oh, you by right
1: least, now. mentioned Congratulations <laughs> to Sticks on his first child. his hey. wife, our philosophy cat. Is that his wife?
0: No. Who is his no. Wife? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Yes. Maybe. Is
1: it Philosophy Cat? No, it's someone else. His wife is pregnant,
0: so congratulations to Congratulations to Six. To Six. Yeah. Yes, new father. And by the way, here, you see these magnets over here, Josh? So They're, my father yep. my father makes these magnets. He is a great artist. And uh, you can get these magnets if you become a $20 patron of Break the Rules, patreon.com slash break the rules. If you become a $5 patron, you are going to get MP3s of the episodes after they come out. You are going to get the status on the Discord to allow you to to post images much like I'm posting images right now so people can see your images in the chat. So all that nice stuff. And if you become a $30 patron, you are going to get a beautiful uh, print from Giovanni Panicchietti. Here is the print, you can see it in a upload failed. What, see this happens sometimes here. I'm gonna clear it one more time and we are gonna be, here we go, processing, processing, processing. Uh, Here we go, here is what the print looks like. Here it is in action. So Josh, you could see it as well. Geo Very cool. Doing the stuff. This is from the uh, TFW No GF series. Here we go. Here is the print done. And finally. I like that. Excellent. Yeah. And finally, if you so become... Two Wojaks hugging each other. Yes. And finally, if and you become... In their loneliness,
1: and they're in seldom. Yes. So.
0: <laughs> well, well, we're lonely no more, and finally, I, I
1: regret calling it that because of the terrible people. Well, except for hold on, hold on, we're gonna people.
0: we're gonna have a well, four- few <laughs> terrible
1: people affiliated with yeah. that movie. Well, like one thinker of ironies.
0: Oh, uh, Alex Lee Moyer. Oh, we're gonna we're have Alex, Alex Lee in.
1: Moyer
2: on. Yeah, uh,
0: he, gonna, I, oh, I know her. We're good. Yeah, cool. Nice. Yeah, that's happening. And uh, Ariel Pink is coming back on too. With uh, oh, I had him on my show too. Yeah, nice. I know Ariel. Yeah, there, there he we go. He's a
1: great dude. We
2: did three You're hours Coaching You're all it. my guests. <laughs>
1: <laughs> We're going to have Sam Hyde on one day, hopefully. Shut the fuck uh, up.
2: Uh, Aaron, let me add one thing. We did three
1: hours with Ariel. It was amazing. One of the best. You forgot to mention, did.
2: sorry, but with the magnets, you forgot to mention that your father makes you those, and then you take them from him and then sell them. <laughs> he makes them for you. You, them without him knowing. you give him none of the money, <laughs> which is a great son, great son,
0: but that's what you do. Uh, <laughs> There's no, there's no helping. But here, yeah, this is the, the dragon. Yeah, so this is the Stiggs dragon that I made for Sticks, So Sticks is going to pick it up when he comes back to uh, the United States. But uh, you can have a similar Stiggs dragon if you become a $50 tier patron, if you're a fan of Sticks, Or you can have a custom magnet, custom wooden magnet, whatever design you want. It shall be done by my incredibly talented father, as well as having another Bob Ross style painting from Giovanni Penaschietti, as well as having the uh warhammer 40k figures from jules p hamilton as well as having a lot of uh a lot of love from us uh for you for being the, a part of it. yes exactly. i just want
2: to mention one thing for the for the top tier in my patreon if you if you give me a thousand dollars a month i will give you the last leg of that guy i was going to end a fight with today <laughs> i'm going to find him i'm going to rip off his leg and i'll send it to you for the thousand dollar tier a month uh oh. that's all i can offer you i don't have any any skills of 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 magic dragons and, and and magnets and all that. But um but that's what I can give you. If
1: you if we have a thousand dollar patron lev, the thousand dollar patron can come live in my room here with me. That'll that be interesting. Sounds horrible.
2: That
1: like, <laughs> well, it's, it's, you know it's <laughs> Nice. Yeah, well, th- this, is <laughs> this is it. <laughs> this is the right. end. This is <laughs> the
0: end of the stream. Thank you guys so much for watching. Subscribe. Follow Josh. Follow Gio. Also, thank follow you. me. Take care, everybody. Have a good night. Mwah. Good God, night, everybody. Good. Bye.